Recording, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing, the numbers moving there. It's going right, good. Yeah, this is the best opening to an episode ever. Yep, yep. <laughs> we are, in fact, recording. Ah, so yes, this is uh, Old Man Coin Ops, and uh, I'm here with Scum. Hello, and Shadow Link. Welcome. And <laughs> we are so happy to be here today. Oh my god, I cannot <laughs> wait. I just, oh. mm, it's. It's movie week, folks. And uh, <laughs> this week, we're just going to get into it because it's a long-ass movie. And we just get my, my chair all nice and squeaky. And uh, the movie is Strange Days Woo! from 1995. Yeah. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. Story by James Cameron. Script by James Cameron and Jay Cox. Um, Let's just talk about a couple of things uh, like the opening fucking sequence. Oh man. <laughs> this movie oh. is incredible. I remember, man, I was two years out of high school when this came out. I was excited for it. I was working at a record store. I could not wait for the movie to come out because we had like a demo of the soundtrack and we were just playing it constantly. Um all of it. I mean it, it's amazing now, even watching it like 26 fucking years later, how much they really used their soundtrack. Like a lot of the time, there's a few songs that are played more than once, and it's pretty great. Like, it's one of those weird, I don't know, it's weird. I really appreciated well, that. But, well, it's the, it's, they use the repetition in an, an effective way, I think. Um, I think so. Yeah. Because when you finally get to, like, Skunk and Nancy on stage singing, G- uh, selling Jesus, yep. and it's just this video screen of her face with the, the face paint on it. And it, it's just this uh, fucking moment, you know, like yeah. it really does seed it so that when they unload it, like they, the, the fucking door song, strange days that's covered by prong with Ray Manzarek from the doors in it. They use that song at least three, four times. Yeah. And it's fine. I, you know, it's really weird. It, because they you're using it like set atmosphere, like every time, yeah. the, like the soundtrack kicks up, it's always to like set a mood or like, set an atmosphere or like give you a sense of what what's going on around you. And it's, Oh God, it's, it's, it's so, very so effective. Good. Yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. I, I don't, not enough films do that with like their scores where most of the time oh, it's like yeah. atmospheric music of what's going on in the moment. No, nah, with this, it's like, here's whole ass or part ass of songs to like really set the mood of what's going down. And, yeah. And the songs are like kind of tailored, like, wait, hang on a second. So Graham Ravel, he did the uh, score for this, but like additional score was done by uh, Deep Forest, who you don't hear a lot about lately these days because they really weren't that great. But like 
they did have one of the best songs on the soundtrack in the closing credits, which I've been trying to actually find because it's a song they did with Peter Gabriel. It's like one of his, you know, he had this whole thing in the 90s where like a bunch of movies had closing credit songs done by Peter Gabriel. Interesting. It, even it wasn't fucking Virtuosity one of them. It had was a goddamn it? unreleased oh. Peter Gabriel song on it. Yeah. You know, like it's crazy. Like he, he was going off back in this era. He yeah. was teaming up with people, like doing all kinds of, I wish that they would release like just, you know, a box set of just the songs he did from soundtracks that weren't on anything else. Cause there'd be yeah. probably like 40 of them. But anyway, so uh, let's just, let's get, get into it. Like the, this opening sequence is, is fucking bonkers. Even now, even now, 26 years later, I'm sitting here going, how many goddamn moving parts this thing has? It basically opens with a guy getting, he, he's, he's, being wired up and you don't really know what's going on yet, but he's in the back of a car and they like hand him a pistol and he's like, it's a revolver. It's just oh, like giant this, hand this cannon revolver. In, we should make this, note that this is all in first person, which was like yeah. unheard of before this point. Yeah. It's insane. Like before this, yeah. before and we it's get so to well it, done we, too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insanely it's well insane. done. Like, before, okay. Before this starts, <laughs> we have, we have close up of, of of our protagonist's eye, and you don't know what's happening. And these are the first words of the damn thing is like, okay, boot it. And boot it, it goes to. That's so awesome. It is just so yeah, good. It's so good. It's, it's so like good. Dude in a car, and the, yeah, it, it's it's first person. And like, it takes a little bit for, like, I remember seeing this once when, the first time when I was a kid on like TV, which is not the mm. way to watch this film. No. But it's, yeah, he, it, you realize it's like, this is first person, and never seen that before, ever. Well, first, fun facts on that. Um, the technology didn't exist. Like, uh, what, from yeah, the this, IMDb trivia this looks page. like GoPro uh, style stuff, but it, I, yeah, oh, go ahead. Is, Tell me what this is amazing, what this is. right? So, like, Catherine Bigelow found that no existing camera system could accomplish the shots necessary for the POV sequences. So, the research division of Lightstorm Entertainment, the company of writer-producer James Cameron, who was doing shit like, I don't know, built, like fucking filming an entire movie in a nuclear cooling tank, see the abyss, you know, and developing <laughs> like underwater cameras and shit like that. Like he's, this is before Titanic, but that's definitely in development. So there's definitely something going on there, you know, like where he's just trying to make cooler, weirder cameras to stuff in places. And so anyway, he spent a fucking year designing and fabricating a special camera for this production. It weighs eight pounds. It's a 35 millimeter camera. It literally fits in the palm of a hand and it featured interchangeable lenses, remote follow focus, which I found out. Okay. So there's a bonus feature on this. All right. Let's, let's pause for a second. You can't see this movie. Like it's just not streaming. Like you, if you're hearing this internationally, you might be able to stream it, but otherwise I'm, we're going to direct you to like fucking eBay and spend the five to $10 because it's on Netflix every once in a while. But yeah. yeah. So before, yeah. So up top, like before you go, we go any further, if go get this film, I don't particularly care how and watch it, then come back because this is something needs to be, it needs to be experienced. Like we can't, we're going to talk about it. And this is one of those movies where it's like, Hey, I really don't want to spoil this for you. So stop the podcast and go seek it out. Seek it out. Yes. Uh, so, so back back to the camera. <laughs> so it could fit in the palm of your hand, which is like it could like, fit in the palm of your hand. And there's a bonus feature on the DVD where they play this entire opening sequence, which is like four four and a half minutes. It it seems like a lot more. So much happens. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> Um, it, it actually seemed then, like really short to me, honestly. Yeah, because because it's just it's 
It's so it doesn't fast. stop. Yeah, it's so it doesn't fast. Stop. It's so intense, and it's like, yeah, like now we're kind of spoiled for this because like the comparison of like this well, to the modern. What the, they did uh, in the well, Matrix no, changed no, no, no. everything. Oh, 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 not even in film. I'm talking about real life, like YouTube oh, videos sure. and like you know, Halley sure, pornography, yeah. which we'll get to. Yeah, is like the hardcore, idea. Okay. If, like, hardcore Henry would not exist without this scene. Oh exactly. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot GoPro of things. Yeah. as a company would not exist without this scene. Like uh, fucking yeah, just dipshits on you know uh, downhill biking at high velocity would not be able to make me throw up in my couch without this scene. You know what I mean? Like it's. Uh, so anyway. There's this whole like lecture she gives in this bonus feature where the, the scene plays and then the audio from the movie stops and her lecture begins. So the movie's just playing in the background with like re- massively reduced volume. And she's explaining how they had to come up with this shit and how they had to put this together. The guy with the camera can't pull focus. So there's a guy behind him looking at it through a monitor. That is like a headset monitor with what? a one inch by what? one inch video screen over one eye in a black like circle over the other eye. So oh he my can God. only see through this. Thing. And he's running with this fucker. Uh. You... <laughs> oh. There's like two, three people involved here. There's a stuntman who's also there's the pull focus and then there's a stuntman. I'm amazed that that contraption isn't like wasn't used in like some other science fiction movie because that sounds like something that was. was. Oh man, it probably was. I mean, who fucking knows? This is Cameron we're talking about. (laughs) So in the shots, okay, the left hand is the camera operator and the right hand is a stuntman. Hold up! Hold up! You just blew. Wait, my brain just like man. So when we we see the left hand, it's one dude, and we see the right hand, it's another dude. Right. Oh shit! (laughs) And this camera isn't just like stapled to his chest. She was talking about how like the the problems like didn't end with getting the camera. It ended with them figuring out the movement because we turn our heads very quickly. Mm-hmm. That works yeah. to this because there this this scene this opening sequence was shot at four fucking separate locations, yeah. And they do these uh, pans, these like really violent like pans, yeah. And that covers uh, up the edit, doesn't it? That covers the edit, and that yeah. and because that's smart. like that's really smart. I mean, well, and that's that's well, that's like continuous. that's not even the, all of it. Like, that's not even the most of the sleight of hand. It's just whip pants. Boom. Okay, cool. Now they're moving up into the alley. Now they're inside the restaurant and all this stuff, right? There are so many fucking moving parts. Like, um, oh my God. Like, Bigelow talks about in this special feature, like, the difficulties in, like, filming the sequence, like, where the cuts were. There's, like, three, four major cuts. And when they swapped out an actor for the stuntman who would jump between the buildings at the end. So the guy he's chasing after this thing goes Hold on, right, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, okay, let's so here's the scene. Let's start over from the beginning of this scene and we'll go, right. through, we'll go through it because we're- so step by step, it's this first person view of a guy in the back of a car about to, he, he puts a fucking sock over his head and everything, which actually changes the quality of the film. And they're going to rob a Chinese restaurant. So they roll up, they get out of the car they roll in, they knock out this bus boy. I mean, they're fucking it up. This guy gets his face put into some, you know, uh, soup. And this is continuous. This feels like a single shot. Like there's never a moment in it where you're like, well, that's a bad edit. No, there aren't any bad edits. These edits are sick. Yeah. <laughs> you finally fucking <laughs> you can't. You can't tell that this is four different locations. Like, you really I really can't. It's impossible. It's insane. I, yeah. I, it's insane. I had 
I was under the impression that the, that it was uh, that it was maybe that there were edits in there, that there were cuts at certain points. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't under the impression that this was yeah. Four they're different so places. not so obvious. Loca- yeah, they're like if you look for them, you'll find them. Fucking amazing. The Veil of Illusion is like so strong. I watched this scene twice last night, and this I, shit is I, I could not. Yeah, I could not tell you if it was like four different places. Yeah, no, and I'm still trying to figure out where the four different places are because I know it's the alley and the restaurant, but then what? The roof too, like the stairwell. So these guys are going through the place. They're fucking. They're fucking people up. They're going. They're like, oh, getting the th- getting the thing. They get put, put, throwing guns in people's faces. They're closing all the the, the doors. They rob, I guess, a bunch of singles out of the, the register. I don't know what it looked like a bunch of singles to me. But well, anyway, they're looking the, for the money, but he hits the register and they pull the tray up and there's the there's yeah, the there's the, and there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get the money and they're psyched, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then the, the uh, yeah, the police roll up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this bit because the one asshole, he goes out the front door like he's gonna make it, and you just hear him get fucked up. Like yeah. it's just you know something's <laughs> going on. There's guns going off. You don't know if he's dead yet because, it, interestingly, he isn't. You find out in a, like two minutes later. So they decide this one guy's like, here, come with me. Let's go this way. And the way they decide to go is the roof because whenever you're trying to get away from somebody, you want to be like. I love this, too, because the person whose eyes we're seeing through, he does mm-hmm. look back in the direction of the kitchen the way they went. But mm-hmm. then he turns around and follows this dipshit. And I love yep. that little detail yeah. so much because, because it, it feels real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it feels real because that's something but, that someone would do. Now, this is the moment where that actor who tells him to follow him is swapped out for the stuntman. Interesting. And that's when he's because he has to run up the steps. He has to do all this physicality stuff, as do the dude with the camera, the stuntman, the fucking, you know, focus puller they're all running up the steps with them and you know they're doing this thing they have to make now and this is where all the timing happens like when the cops show up when the cop starts climbing and shooting at them on the steps like they had to time all this stuff out so that it looked like it was happening and just propulsive and everything's just boom 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 going in the moment they get to the top they break out and the first guy the stuntman oh i i I also want to point out that little part where he looks down the stairwell and then the yes. top shoot looks up and shoots yeah. at him. That was also oh a really sick part. So sick. Oh. So this is the part where in the in the lecture, uh, Catherine Bigelow said that the only two people on that set who could call cut were her. And then she gave that up to that stuntman. If that guy got to the edge of the t- you know, the the building, because they're it's not a set, it's location they're on these are he's jumping an alley and he he says if he didn't feel like he could make it he could call cut and they could reset which uh wouldn't be it's not as much as you think like they don't have to go back to the car you know what i mean but still he made the jump first try boom no problem now this is the most fucked up part of this now that the light in the sky is a helicopter okay Okay. so that is that's actually a helicopter okay uh she confirms this the other thing is, off in the distance, you see that explosion. Yeah, what I thought that, that was, was the guy who got out the front. Yeah, that was Dubro who got. Yeah, yeah, that's our favorite. Yeah. Gets, so he blows up. So all this has to happen in one take, right? <clears throat> and then dude has to make and fail the jump. And there's no, he's not tethered. It's not a bungee. He actually mm. hits the ground. Oh my oh, god! Shit. That what? thing at the bottom of the alley is a fucking eight foot deep airbag dressed and painted in everything to look like the alley floor. Okay. Oh, that's (laughs) brilliant. This is insane. 
That's my next move. Like, this is fucking nuts. Like, yeah. this is oh, I love that. So that means I do too. Three, I mean, that's oh, that's, that's that's really smart, and I I love smart filmmaking like that. Same. That that's so many like that 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 uh that part in the raid where that seamless shot where they go into the car and it's just a guy who's dressed mm -hmm. up as the car seat, right? That they yes. pass the camera into. Totally insane. Uh, yeah. To, oh, that, wait, so does that mean the three guys had a fall? Who's like doing the doing this? The camera. Mm -hmm. All three of them just had to fall down at the same time. Well, no, I it, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think that would work because well, that'd be too said, much weight you said on that, the uh, They switched out the uh, the stuntman, right? The, no, the stuntman. No, they, the camera is still the same guy. Yeah. Like it's the whole time. Yeah, guys. As, as far as I or the guys, yeah, there's mm -hmm. the three of them. So I don't know if all three of them had a jump or not. I don't. I can't imagine that being a good idea yeah. for a number of reasons. <laughs> but the yeah. thing about an airbag, though, is that it is built to straight up collapse. It's not yeah. built to bounce you back up in the air. Yeah. So, but you no, know, you know, he hits. Um, the other stuntman that they swapped out was the actor that you were ch following. You know, like the the guy that was running in front of him was I mean, he becomes a stuntman at the stairwell. Yeah. So. We just talked 15 fucking minutes about a four minute scene. So <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's it's, a lot to say about that, though. There's a lot to say about They need that. to teach That's it in schools. Like, they need they to. She was doing a lecture to film students on this bonus feature. Like, yeah, you can hear them laugh it. in the background when she cracks jokes and shit. It's great. It's awesome. You should totally check that out if you haven't watched that yet like, or listened to that yet. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, but, and I'm here's the thing. Like, I'm. I'm a pretty big fan of her work. Like I, I, I gotta admit, I've never seen Near Dark, or I don't remember seeing it. It could have been. Oh, Near Dark ago. is awesome. It's, That's what I've heard. And I've been like saving it because it's a I, great vampire film. It's, I know I'm gonna want to see it. a vampire movie, and I'm gonna want to see a movie that has like Bill Paxton in it. That yeah, I this seen is the one I think like this is you would really enjoy. I like it better than um, Lost Boys, actually. And I know that's probably sure. a, that's probably a hot take. I prefer Near Dark over Lost Boys. It's no, I, you know, I've, I've heard that a lot. I mean, I yeah. like them both. I like them both. You got, you got like, you know, shirtless saxophone guy in Lost Boys. You can't discount. Sure, that. sure, sure, sure. But she also did Point Break, which fucking rocks. And she did Hurt Locker, which fucking rocks. And then she did Zero Dark Thirty, which when seeing it in a movie theater with my wife, I said at the end of it, why did they make this movie? <laughs> like, why? seriously, like, why, why did they even fucking make this movie? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, <laughs> uh, it's well done, though. Like there are certain sequences and, uh, you know, all of her effects. Oh, man, I just really appreciate like how grimy it is, how very much practical she tries oh, to yeah. work yeah. like that's, you know, CGI is fucking I don't care. You know, like I want like, you know, I'll bring up Mad Max forever. Um, You know, like Fury Road, like the use of practical effects pulls you in in a way that like a really slick looking Optimus Prime that looks like somebody just emptied out a silverware tray. You know, like I don't, the amount of detail in it's yeah, it's impressive. The programming's impressive, but I'm, that's how I'm thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it as like, that's a character on a screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I really appreciate about this movie is because like, you know, well, the visual effects themselves, they had to come up with this. So they called it, it was, it looks like static, but they called it, uh, oh God, it, it was called like tearing or something, or uh, they had a cool name for it. But basically it's like just a different way. They didn't want to just do static because this was supposed to be digital. And let's talk about the clips for a second, because now 
this is like he pulls when the guy hits the ground. He pulls like Lenny. Lenny is our char- main character. Lenny kind of. Nero. Yeah, Lenny, Lenny Nero. What a great name. Uh, played by Ray Fiennes. Who's just oh, way. He's, he's such a great he's character. So, I mean, like the he's, first he's the character perfect. in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be a thing. This is yeah. a theme in this movie. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me get out of the way of how like how hot everyone is in this movie. It's ridiculous. God, yeah. Everyone is so hot in this goddamn film. I mean, yeah. it's L.A., but God, oh, yeah. And they're also <laughs> fucking just talented as hell, too. Like, yeah. I mean. That's so like, good. I forgot. This cast is a who's who. Yeah. Like, uh, we it's got a Julie who's who. Lewis. We got uh, Angela Bassett. We got. Uh, Tom Sizemore. Uh, Michael yeah. Wincott. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. And William Fickner in, like, a bit role. You know, like, not even a. Well, like a, a supporting kind of role. You supporting know? Like, character, yeah. They're the antagonists, basically. Like, if you don't know this for a real long time, just know they're dicks. Yeah. You know, like, oh, <laughs> the movie's fun. Anyway, so Lenny, he pulls the this this thing off his head, and it basically is kind of like a weird skull cap that looks like a centipede, you know? It, it's a, a little more stylized and rounder than that. But um, they call he, it a he's, squid. Yeah. Squid. Squid. And it, it stands for something. Wait, uh, I superconducting wrote. quantum interface yep. device. Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, he says interference device. And I had to go oh. back a couple of times and re-listen to that. So oh, I'm okay. like, how what? does that, what does that mean? And I think it's something to do with brain fields. Well, Who cares? Hey, you know, fucking wave your hands and like, <laughs> like I'll allow it. It's it's how I was feeling about it. I was like, I'll well, allow it. Well, if you think about how the technology works, it it does actually interfere with your, um with your real world it's, senses. It's dipping in. Yeah. It's yeah. like dipping into your synapses. Yeah. It's and an, kind it's of an introducing them. It's a real like I, I really like the way that this technology is uh, portrayed because I do too. Yeah, it because it seems it it's almost like an augmented reality overlay, except that it's all of your sensations, um, mm-hmm. and you can only like fully perceive when you have your eyes closed. Right, because um, he says something about it, you got to close your eyes or you'll see double. Yeah, yeah. At one mm-hmm. point, yeah. but like that's the thing they made up really good rules for the. Well, and we'll get into some of the improvisations they do on those rules that are brilliant. Yeah. But like, there are rules to this. You put this thing on and you can record something and then you can put this thing on yeah, for you playback would, as you well. Would, you know, yeah. like, it's basic, it's, it's like a senses. walkman, basically. Right. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is except, basically except for your literal experience. It literally is. Yeah, so. right. and what's what's great about it is that they're all stored on old mini discs. <laughs> oh man, this I is, love that. I love one of my favorites so much. By the way, this my is the year nineteen ninety nine. Yes, <laughs> and this was in ninety five. I think it was like Memorex and TDK and all of them were trying to push the mini disc as like an yeah. alternative. Yeah, and it all just those didn't take off. Uh, were TDK. <laughs> yes, they were all TDK. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and this is a medium at the time failed because like the mini disc player was like seven hundred fucking bucks. It was like buying a Betamax when they first came out, kind of shit. You know, well, and it def- just didn't. That didn't definitely launch. would have been a better alternative to like just the regular CDs that we had. Those things would get scratched up really fucking easy. Yeah, it, it's cheap. basically like a PSP cartridge. So that's what these things look like. A hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so, but anyway, Lenny is dealing with like the guy that is showing you know, that's given him this clip is this guy named Tick. Who's oh god, this guy's so good. His name <laughs> Richard Edson is the actor. I don't. I love. I love these guys' outfits too. By the way, because they both look like greasy. I mean, Ray Fine. Dude, it's Disco Elysium. Can, can really pull <laughs> off the greasy. Look, <laughs> I think. But so, it's, and they're also like it's Disco Elysium the movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like Jesus it's, Christ. it's uh, um, their outfits, though. I mean, I, I just got to say, like, Uh-oh. everything else looks like, you know, it, it looks like it pretty much did in 1999. Um, but, like... Lenny's outfit. He he really got down that that sleazy future tech oh. dealer look down with his yeah. Armani coat and shit like that and his fake that like, wide, oh, man. tie. That wide tie. I, it's just <laughs> a great moment later shirt. in the movie and it doesn't matter so it's not a spoiler but like he, he's with, you know, we'll get to Angela Bassett but they're like in the same room together and it, the scene needs to end somehow and I think this was just a play from Ray. He, he just straight up looks, he, he goes, <gasps> Oh my god! And she's like, "What?" And he's like, oh, "This tie doesn't match this shirt." And then the <laughs> cut, and I was like, oh, 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 "Bravo! That's so fun." So yeah, so we're meeting Lenny, right? Lenny doesn't deal in snuff films. He he only wants to do these clips where it's like, uh, you know, was we'll find out later, like you know, like, yeah, the, like the smash and grab. Yeah, because yeah, to quote well, him, right, the smash like, and grab part, but not the jumping off the building part. Yeah, yeah. that's and, he, and it's established that these are called blackjacks, right? Like, yeah, it, like basically, it's like if there's any death or like if the user even dies, which is like a, a, an experience in itself. If you're doing playback, they're mm-hmm. called blackjacks. And Lenny doesn't specifically very feels very strong that he does not deal in that product that he yeah. has. Well, it, they he's they make it, but he's got some ethics. Well, they make exactly. it, yeah. Uh, they make it clear though that like if you well if you die in the recording then it's like there's that burst of static at the end of the recording um mm-hmm. and uh Lenny just kind of like freaks out uh tears the thing off of him so obviously there's I it I'm doesn't kill you like, but it gives you a but jolt. like you you know what it feels like to die now essentially right like that right. ruins your whole day of neural activity so. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. Yeah. So they hang out for a bit and then he's got to go make some deals. I think he ends up uh, arranging to buy it for like way less than the guy's asking. He's asking like a thousand. He's going to do like it five. like, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. He gave it to him for half because he has to cut the end off. Right. Um, so, so we meet Lenny and he's just, he's driving around. They're giving it a nice set piece here where he's in the car and he's making phone calls scene. and oh, man. fucking just eating pizza and he's like giving this guy he's like yeah well like next, you know I, I want this kind of a clip okay but this time don't use your mom <laughs> and it's like a sex clip and I'm like uh you know <laughs> good joke around this thing that doesn't exist that's that's yeah. solid that's really hard to do yeah um and what you see oh, is man, like there's, there's just random fucking rioting going on this guy's driving what is the, the this car was, was a prototype lent to the production by mercedes it's a mercedes-benz s500 prototype it's the only one in existence so they just are like we're gonna let ray fines drive it around in a you know this war zone it's so, every time every time we're in a car in this movie going somewhere it is just on fire everything yeah. is on fire everything there's is chaos we it's saw it is a literal war zone. In this it's scene, oh, yeah, people, yeah, people are walking yeah. around with fucking AKs, and you know, I well, uh-huh. oh, guarding their I property, guess, basically. Yeah, like, but I would like weirdly. To, well, I'd, I'd like to point out that this isn't really, you know, a uh, an uncommon sight nowadays to see people walking around with AKs. It's just that those people are always white, so. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. it's okay. We we need to we need to go back a little bit and discuss the inspiration of this movie's LA of 1999. 
mm-hmm. because she took a lot of inspiration. Bigelow took a lot of inspiration from the Rodney Rodney King verdict and the mm-hmm. riots in the L.A. riots. Yes, and she wanted to, and that's gonna we'll get we'll get back to like a lot of the the messages in this movie, and they're all mm-hmm. awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, but it's that's why like. So when you see like the Korean guy with the AK in this movie, it's inspired from like the rooftop Korean guys from the the Rodney King riots and like all mm-hmm. the crime and the like fucking tank. We see tanks like multiple times. Oh just yeah, through LA through this yeah. movie. Yeah, and yeah. it's all of this is just inspired through like the chaos of a system that has failed everyone. And this is the obvious as we're seeing now, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah. It's it's <sighs> this is the only response that people really have. And like there's there's in the car, he's Nero's listening to the radio, and this one guy like comes up, and this black guy comes on on a talk show, and he's talking about like, yeah, no, like they're going to do the reset. This is two K, you know. What he's like, what mm-hmm. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, police better watch out, you know. It's like everything's going to be changing during like the new millennium. And mm-hmm. uh, I want I want to do a shout out to Boo. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Well, yeah, like, great. what I liked about this bit too is that like Y two K hysteria isn't present. Because no, this, this is made in 95, right? But the idea... well, The idea is, that the world is going to end was... It's there. Yeah. yeah. There's the rapture talk, the midnight, New yeah. Year's Eve. Not sure mm-hmm. what time zone the rapture's coming. There's that, uh, <laughs> that, gonna, that, there's that really interesting... Gold. There's that really interesting, like, short conversation that uh, Lenny and Tom Sizemore's character, Max, have in mm-hmm. the bar where he's, where Tom Sizemore says, you know how I know that the world's going to end? Because everything's been done already. And it's just... Right. And it's yeah. interesting to see that nowadays because it's like, yeah, I mean, we're we're in kind of like a culture that's recycling itself over and yeah. over again, yeah. Uh, yeah. pop culturally anyways. Well, um, more and more fucking reboots, more different ways to dress up the same thing. Like we have trains, but no, let's dig a tunnel and send a single car through it. That'll be better. You know, like, fuck these idiots. You know, and that's that was the sense. I mean, that's where you really get pulled in to max like as a character because you're just like he's a nihilist fucking misanthrope too yeah these guys are just sipping some tequila whatever they but they used to be cops together so they know what this shit is you know like they know what's going on let's uh, let's let's keep going we'll get okay so he requires a whole section of this yeah yeah so, <laughs> so lenny he's sampling a lesbian sex scene in a toilet stall as you do as you want does yeah <laughs> And then you, this is all in this opening montage of like Lenny being Lenny where like, my, this is so fucking funny. So he watches this lesbian sex scene and then he goes out to like the bar. First person, mind well, you. Yeah. First person. Yeah, he's and he finds one of the, the, the shock of the scene is that he's one of the women. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, cause that's possible. Like there's so much shit. So then he goes to the bar and the girls are standing there all sweaty looking. And he says like, they just filmed it. And he says, it's like, you know, you got to, you gotta make love with your eyes. Like he's giving her fucking coaching. Yeah. Oh yeah. This this I, whole oh, montage yeah. is like he is it, because he, we get other scenes after this with him like passing off like discs and like for cash mm-hmm. the way you yeah. pass off cocaine. Packets. He's like an info broker, you know, like yeah, yeah, many it's, it's, for porn. Yeah, yeah and it's so like, strange because he's like it seems like he's really good at his job, but we so find out very very soon that uh, oh, oh, oh that, yeah, we're gonna yeah. get to that. Oh, we'll get we're gonna get to his place, but like he's a cross between. If you want to get an idea of like what it's like to sell memories in this world, he is mm-hmm. a cross between a pornographer, a drug dealer, and a pimp. Yes, and he looks it. Yeah, <laughs> and he plays this role to the fuck. Like this is oh, a thing man. that doesn't exist. This is like a new sort of thing at the time, you know, where it, like if a broker idea, the idea of that has existed, but like. 
No one has played it with such fucking verve. Oh my god! It's like so this is—he's so good at this. It's—it's it's really great. So like the squid system itself, like you know, there's there's this player, the disc, and the interface. It's wireless. It's based on proximity. Um, we learn all this because next scene after the lesbian part, he yeah. he's passing out discs for cash real quick, like real quick cuts. He goes to this guy, and he, this guy with like more product than I've ever seen on a human head, mm-hmm. and he's this a Latino guy, and he's like, hold on. So you oh, this is so me, funny. <laughs> you want me to put this squid, this thing on my head with a wig and have sex with two beautiful women? It's like, for cash? It's like, ah, I don't know, man. I got to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to understand, this guy's got like Troy Palomalu hair. It's his oh my beautiful, God, got- long, curly hair, right? The squid wig that they put on top of it looks like a dead marmot. <laughs> it's like you look good. You're, you're beautiful. You look great. Beautiful. It looks you like look a great. really bad like hair metal. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Uh huh. But this it's is like how- a mistake. It's a his hair is a mistake in that scene. That's all I can say. It's <laughs> funny I, as hell though. It's it so really good. is. This is how we learn what what like. This is when they first say like, "What is this thing?" The guy's like, "What is this thing?" Because he puts it on his head. And he's like, "Squid." And I forgot, yeah. the, I already forgot the abbreviation. A here. superconducting quantum interference device. Yes. yes. And that I it needs to be on your head. And like, this is the thing that like records or f- sends feedback to your brain. Right. Oh, I have a note here where it's like, okay, so like the playback allows the user to kind of ride behind the eyes of whoever recorded the clip. But it's not just eyes. It's sight, sounds, touch, smell, taste, all of it. And then it says, I, I have this note. Where it's like, okay, the clips are recorded onto mini discs, a new tech at that time that never found a market. Don't think about it too much, or you'll start wondering about how the sum total of all the data from even a short human experience could be captured in a medium that measures in the megabytes. But for nineteen ninety five for nineteen ninety five though, man, that shit was futuristic as fuck. Like it was so futuristic. It was uh, this crazy. makes me think of Johnny Mnemonic with the uh, oh, sixteen yeah. gigabyte. Oh yeah. <laughs> They yeah. look cool. That's the thing. It's taken over my memory. They do. I love it. Don't this care. thing is, and it's like it's it's like the it night, looks practical. It, it does look practical, but it also it it's got that right cyberpunk uh look to mm-hmm. it. You know, it's this yeah. little mm-hmm. Walkman like, looking sh- box, and then it's wireless, and then you know it's got the headset. And, uh, I just, but it like it looks durable. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's the yeah. other thing. It looks like yeah, it's it, it's used the way like it's, the it's better like it, discmen it looks, were. Kind of like an EEG, well, like the the headset device itself. Kind of looks like an EEG with it's got, it's got the little electrodes, but it like it yeah. stays in place. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how yeah, they it just kind of like interlaces with your hair. You know what I or mean? Something. Like the hair yeah. helps to kind of keep it in place. Yeah. So yeah. after all this goes down, we cut to this woman Iris is being chased by two very menacing cops, and they're just total assholes. God, like, you get so much of oh, them yeah. this, like, this first moment you meet them. They it's... set them up so well. Like, yeah. they're running These down. Are... The, they, <laughs> the fucking... The, the station radios to them and ask if they need backup, and they describe the suspect as a black male, but they're oh, chasing God, I know. a white oh. woman. Like, yeah. everything about this is cringy, in, yeah. like, intentionally. So... And this is where my note was. We're like, you know, the Rodney, Rodney King beating um, at the hands of the LAPD happened in 91, a few years before the filming of this was just all the inspiration behind like the way these cops are. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. all of it. Um, so Iris is the name of this woman and she's just running and you don't know why. Yeah. Like her makeup's all fucked up. She's her got bloody feet. feet. Yeah. yeah. And you don't know what any of this shit is. And then she just like disappears in the, the subway station and the cops can't find her. And then like, people are about to get on 
the train, like the bell dings, and she sprints in and makes it. And D'Onofrio is one of the cops. Like, uh, so like the, the doors close, she gets in and Burton, who is D'Onofrio, he manages to get a hold of her. And he's like, he like hits the window with his gun and he like reaches in because he's about to shoot her. And so she decides to get closer. And I don't know how to break this to you, but like a subway door is not going to stop a bullet if you're leaning oh, against it. Yeah, like, she didn't know that. Well, no, she, she's scared to death. She just doesn't want an easy shot, if nothing else. Like, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. train needs to get going. She's in a bad place. Like, and she's playing this, like, the panic is, it's palpable. It's yeah. very, very believable. Mm-hmm. So D'Onofrio gets a hold of her and has her, like, in a bit of a chokehold, but he's holding his gun funny and stuff. And then he gets a hold of her hair and pulls it off. And you see that she's been wearing a wig with the squiddy under it. And that's when the William Victor cop looks at it, because he's the other cop. And he, he just, he, he knows they're fucked, but you don't know why. Like they just, they're just, you know, the train pulls away and they are considering the ways in which they may well be truly fucked. You know, like and these guys, know. holy shit. They're like, the train's leaving and he starts shooting at the goddamn it's train. Like, the train. <laughs> it's like, holy this is, shit, dude. This is like the exact, the, the worst person to be a cop. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, this guy is mm-hmm. just unhinged. Yeah. This, this guy is Derek Chauvin. As we yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so Iris manages to get to a phone booth and she starts leaving a message on, uh, Lenny's answering machine, which has voice to text. Love it. <laughs> it's yeah. like printing out the message, like on this led screen as it's happening. And it's yeah. fucking dope. I got to pay extra for that on my cell phone. It's not <laughs> damn. So then Lenny, he gets, he's, he's getting into his apartment as this call is going and he goes and he picks it up just as the message ends. And then you cut back to her and she's panicked and she's like, God damn it. And she takes off. So then he goes to his room. Lenny does. And this is where we find out that Lenny isn't just a sleazeball. He's just a sad sack of shit because he goes and he sits on his bed and he pulls out his own rig and he's looking through like basically clips of him hanging out with his ex-girlfriend. Let's pull away from this because I want to talk about the scene more of like another, another major theme in this film. But let's establish that this man who looks like a drug dealer pimp Mm -hmm. lives in a shithole. Shit hole. He's got a Mercedes. He has a Mercedes, but there's tinfoil on his windows, and that's not a good sign. Like this place is awful, but it's like he this dude's trouncing around through like a Mercedes with Armani Armani jackets and a big Mm -hmm. old tie that I really want. But I do. It's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, no, it's bonkers. Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. But like he lives (laughs) in a shithole, and you get to his place, and it's so barren, and like there's like there's just bottles, like bottles of food everywhere, food, old Chinese. He lives in a shithole, so he sits down, he pours himself a drink, and you assume like this is how he ends ever long. Let's stick with this drink for a second. It's a tum. It's like a big glass. It's like a pint glass. And he just pours vodka in it. Yeah, he's taking a scum size. He's taking a scum sized shot of vodka. The only yeah. way that could be sadder is if it was a sippy cup. Like the way <laughs> it's all done is just. Oh my god, it's so man! Sad. It's so it just sad. gets sadder and sadder. So he jacks. He and not oh, that's not a term in this. It's boot. He booting. gets wired. He gets wired. Thank well, you. Well, he does. Refer Which to, is wireless, but they talk about that. Too. Yeah, they yeah. even mention it. It's like, it's wireless, but we call it being wired because it, we learn later it replaced mm-hmm. the federal wire, the wire you put mm-hmm. on your body. But anyway, he, yes. he boots up and he has all a big old shoebox of basically memories of his own from his mm-hmm. previous relationship. With faith. And with faith. And so he boots up and this is an, an is one of, I think, a couple uncomfortable scenes in this movie. And it was meant to be. Because mm-hmm. another major theme outside of like racism and 
and uh, systemic injustice is voyeurism. Because mm-hmm. you were yeah. just in this dude's life because he's I mean, with he, he's with, he's with Faith. They're rollerblading. You get this whole thing. He's like, ah, because he's experiencing this old memory. You know, he's feeling it. He's there again. Mm-hmm. You know, they get back to her place. It's a plot. They were basically there for when they fuck. And he's looking mm-hmm. her right in the eyes while they're doing it. And I, I don't. Also, guys, how'd they do that mirror scene? Because he looks Dude, at a mirror. That was, that was my note. Yeah, that oh was my, my fucking note. So he's, they get back to it's, her place. She takes well, her shirt yeah, off. It's the two of them roller skating. And then he fast forwards to when they get home. And then she's like topless and like yeah, rubbing yeah, yeah. lotion second, on or something. The second hot character in this film. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and everyone's hot. Everyone's really fucking hot I mean, in this movie. Julia like, Lewis is fucking hot. You guys, she's really Listen, very guys, hot in this movie. Like, it's my, ridiculous. Oh yeah, no, it's absurd. You guys might have been uncomfortable with that scene, but I was like, oh yeah, all right, let's go. <laughs> I mean, like, what's interesting about the scene is that there's definitely like a few things going on in your brain as the viewer because yeah. you're watching someone watching something and the the subject of that clip isn't aware that this is happening anymore. Exactly, yeah. that's the weird because like yeah. he looks in the mirror and I God I. I need someone to explain me how they did this because he looks. I don't in the understand. Mirror. The, the camera and, pans to the mirror and you see Lenny. Like where. The camera is positioned on her, and what you see in the mirror is fucking impossible. Because there's like, no camera. It's it's the the idea is he has a bandana on his head, and that's where you where you assume he has the device on his head. That's how mm-hmm. he recorded this. Mm-hmm. He looks in the mirror. He's holding her, and they look both in the mirror. And there's no camera. There's nothing but him because that's how it would be. What, it's right? incredible. It moves with his eyes. It's exactly. fucking and I'm amazing. Like, I'm like, I was immediately like, fuck you. How? Like, what? This is 95. <laughs> like, what? So they get back, and this is the uncomfortable bit for me, is mm-hmm. they have sex. You're there in his eyes looking at mm-hmm. her while having sex. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's a, a central theme here is, and we see that now. Now it's like everywhere because of the, we have the technology now where you can do first-person shots and whatnot for mm-hmm. pornography. But right. and even now, because this is a, again, she doesn't probably doesn't know and this is something he's like basically crying masturbating to is yeah. it's the sense of voyeurism. And it's really weird. It was like, it's weird because like, you know, you know, I'm no stranger to, and we'll get to other weirder scenes that like they do this again later in a much more yeah. fucked up sense, yeah. but like, yeah. I'm no stranger to uh pornography and S and M and such. So it was like, but it's like, this is like, we are now. Yeah. We're aware of the internet now, yeah. but yeah. like yeah. back then it wasn't quite the thing that it yeah. is today at all. <laughs> like yeah, because- at all. They if you were uh, they established that this is like all black market stuff. This is all oh, completely yeah. illegal. Oh yeah, um, except it's legal federally, but illegal on the state level. That was like one detail that I actually stuck in my head for some. But this is reason. America, so we're just going to yada yada over that. And like yeah, fuck yeah, it, yeah. sell it. It complicates. It complicates a lot of things in the movie. It's pretty uh-huh. interesting. So, so uh, he, so he, he goes to sleep. He pa- basically, he finishes yeah, he passes the thing. Out. He passes out. He wakes up at like two something in the afternoon, which I respect because I do that now too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, it's a pandemic, guys. I don't know. The TV turns on. The TV turns on like, because it's the it plays the yeah. news. And there's this great bit where uh, the the newscaster says the LAPD is one. They're talking about the Millennium Celebration, and they're like they're trying to ensure that everything is safe. And the LAPD is one insurance company that doesn't want accidents. And I laughed and laughed <laughs> and laughed and laughed oh, and laughed. Oh, but Jer- you find out in this moment that this rapper Jericho One's murder is the top story. And they, they say it's gang related, which 
isn't untrue considering we're talking about the fucking LAPD. Yep. So we got Jericho Ready one is amazing is a character that is, he, he exists outside. Like you only really get to see him once. And or like we, twice. There's like a couple of scenes where you get to see him when he's not on TV. But he he is this presence that like just hovers over the mm-hmm. the entire movie. Yeah. And he's this cross between like Fred Hampton and like the the I don't know, like I'm trying to think of like I would say maybe, modern, maybe Chuck D. Really modern day equivalent to him, I think, would be Killer Mike. Honestly. Sure. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. they cover they cover a lot of the same ground, and mm-hmm. they have the, I think they have the same amount of impact. Yeah. Well, or it, Killer Mike seems to have the same amount of more impact. Well, the same amount of impact that they imply that Jericho One has. Yes. So if yeah yeah if Killer Mike got killed in you know uh, oh shit would burn yeah no <laughs> I, I would personally like, burn he down is, he is a person that we cannot afford to lose so right yeah. oh, and, and it's that's why i brought up like fred hampton because like what hampton did what made him so dangerous to these cops is that he was he wasn't he was bringing like people of a class together mm-hmm. it wasn't about just like a single race issue for him it was a much larger yeah. he saw the larger systemic problems yeah, to it, and that's what yeah. fucking scares them you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah so this is all going on and he's he's got to go meet up with somebody like max calls him i think at this point he's like hey what are you gonna spend the you know, whole fucking day in bed you know you, you big loser and um it, it's like you don't know who this guy is yet right he's just some asshole giving him a call so anyway lenny goes and meets this guy at a bar he's like hey are you keith or whatever and the guy's like yeah and then he goes are you a cop and he does this every fucking time. And I got to just, we got to stop right here. <laughs> that has never been a thing. Okay. You got to yeah. know that. Yeah. You got to know that. Like that's never been a thing. And they do it like fucking three times in this movie. And it just, it's like, it's not a thing, man. Who yeah. told you that? Like, <laughs> oh. and this is also where we find out that like the squid was originally developed as a replacement for the body wire surveillance tech and Natch, it's made its way to the street, you know, cause it always happens like that. And um, what's funny about it is most of this exposition is delivered by Keith. Like he did his homework. He says <laughs> clips at one point and fucking Lenny's like, oh, very good. Yes. Clips. Right. Yeah. He meets this guy in a bar and it's obvious. He's like, oh, you're a lawyer. And he's like, what? Cause he's like this fancy white boy. And he's like, yeah, you got like tassel loafers, you know, it's like entertainment. Yeah. 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 No, it's my job to know people. And he mm-hmm. goes into, God, the most sensual speech I've ever fucking heard in my life of how it's like, like the sales pitch of sales pitches. Yeah, because like, I, I would have fallen for this hook, line, and sinker. It's so bullshit. He's like, yeah, it's like I can oh, make yeah. anything. Like this is what this is. It's like it's not like TV, but better. It's like you're there. This and, is like, life. Here. Yeah, this is you're life. Experiencing like, a person's like life. For it's a like, minute. hey man, it's like, look, you gotta, you, you trust Uh-oh. me. It's like I'm your, I'm your confessor. I'm your, you know. I'm your, well, I'm your confessional. I'm your preacher. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm all these things. Yeah. And, God, it's such a good yeah. sales pitch. He's like, you know, uh, I'm, the, I'm your mage. You know, you got to trust me. You have to let me in there because like anything you want, you know, I can make happen. You want, you want to be with too late. You want to be with a lady. You know, you don't have to tarnish your wedding rings. Like, you know, he fingers his wedding ring. Wedding ring. Hey, do you want to, do you want to be that guy with that, yeah, with girl? that hot Filipina girl? Like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you want to be with two women, you know, or like, I don't know where you're into. You want to hey, be with a dude. Want be, you want to be with right. a guy. You want to yeah. be a woman. He's like, imagine that, you know, you could experience being a woman. And with this technology, you can be oh. a woman. 
in cut two, he takes this guy into his office because the guy's all nervous. Yeah. And this is where you find out that it's like legal federally, but illegal, you know, whatever. So he goes into the, like the back room of this restaurant where all these like and it, it really honestly, it looks like the same restaurant just later. Yeah. <laughs> but that's they, what it is. they just yeah. flip the tables up. But he says, step into my office. So I think it's like a banquet room. So they go into the back and he, this guy, he turns it on and the guy, he, he's like, "Woo!" he feels a little jolt. And next thing you know, he's like rubbing his hands all over his body. And you don't know what he's seeing. They don't tell you. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lenny, he shuts it off. He's like, you were just an 18 year old girl in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks for pointing out the age to make it legal. You know, like, ugh. Yeah, thanks yeah. for that talk about a little extra detail but um so yeah the guy's like down with it and he's he's like getting ready to like you know they're walking through the restaurant back to the front and that's when max shows up <laughs> this is this made me mad this is how i knew he was the one this, we'll get, we're, i'm not going to spoil it but like i, just, I knew he was well, like, trouble because that was I a did, dick move yeah it's a, such a dick move he, he rolls up on lenny in the back in the fucking kitchen of this restaurant and pulls a gun on him and tells the he's like hey dirtbag get lost and the guy runs off and he's like you just fucked up my deal you dickhead you know and it's like oh <laughs> your friends okay yeah so he, he goes in like a cop and he freaks yeah. this nerd out and then max says oh but it was funny and lenny agrees with them and i'm like that was like 500 bucks dude like what the fuck you know yeah. that's all i'm thinking is like, i think i might have to shoot you myself like what the fuck <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like what the fuck man like that's not cool <laughs> they're buds you know they do shots they used to be cops together and then i love uh, the part where they like roll up to the bar and i this had to be up improvisation but they oh. apparently know the bartender and they're like bobby bobby, 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 bobby. <laughs> i like i it, like the fact that it's a really they good did that scene a bunch of times with real fucking tequila <laughs> <laughs> that's what that scene felt like a little bit it, it was pretty cool yeah well, I, I also I like, like a, that because because it really they don't it's like with um with uh Mace's kid too. Uh mm-hmm. th- you don't need a lot of time with Mace's kid to know the uh the relationships that Lenny right. and Mace have with him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. so it's like this, you know, you, you know that they have very clearly developed a rapport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great chemistry. Like yeah. Sizemore is just he man in this era he was such a fucking fire actor. Like uh-huh. he was doing so much shit that was just amazing. Um, you know, fucking Private Ryan. I mean, you know, like he he yeah. was big. You know, and I I miss him. I I hope he's okay. That's all I can say. I hope. Yeah. Well, what has has he been in anything recently? Like uh, I, I, I saw him in a movie called Atomica. It's really bad. It's a B movie or a C movie. Oh, but, God, that's not hey man, yeah, it's on twenty thirteen. So yeah, I, yeah, I want him to be okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah seriously, because he is in the field of everyone acting in this movie. He has to put up the most work because he looks like a fucking freak. Everybody in this movie <laughs> he really yeah. does. No, he's so attractive and so like their costumes are cut. Like everything about this is just like everybody is just hot. And then there's like Tom Sizemore with this like white mop on his head. Well, like, he, like, he looks I like guess a, he's an old surfer, you know. Man. Well, he, he kind of looks, he kind of strikes me as like a metalhead, uh, yes, like, mm-hmm. like a 90s style metal, metalhead, you know. He's got tassels on his Bradley, jacket, hair, old all his clothes, worn leather jacket, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man, and, and like Lenny says something to him at one point, he says that, uh, he thinks that a nice tie separates him from the scum, yeah. And I thought that was interesting, like, he yeah. thinks his wardrobe kind of protects him, and yeah. this is 
on Max's part, they're talking about it like, hey, like, you know, since you left the forest house, like, you know, you're sell- peddling, you're selling your stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, I know it's good. And he tells him it's like, yeah, man, it's like because we learned that Max is a P.I. now. Yes. And it's I can't remember exactly what he said, but we learned because he goes over like how why he ended up leaving the forest. He has a pension he can't live off of because like some asshole shot him in the back of the head with a 22. So we learned that he has oh, a 22 launching it. He has a 22 launched in his head. You know what? Uh, I missed that detail. I missed yeah, that he, detail he, too. It's quick. That, oh, but it, well, this it's, matters later, but we can't mention why. Yeah, that, it's, that, it's really... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. really subtle, but this is what he says. It's like, he, this is how we learn that it's like, uh, he. the reason he's not in the force anymore, he got shot in the back of the head with the 22 and it's still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Iris gets to Lenny's car. Um, in one of several scenes where I can't believe people know how to find people. Um, but <laughs> well, this is, this is one where she kind of knows that he deals out of this place, you know, and he's going to be here. So she finds his car. She writes a note. She gets what's clearly a clip and slides it through his like sunroof and it bounces onto the floor. So then instead of holding onto the clip, she does this and then she goes into the bar and then she sees fucking Lenny <laughs> and she tries to get him to go to his car. But then they get outside and there are cops. So she bolts. She's fucking gone. Yeah, she and then down. Lenny's, but Lenny's car is getting repoed. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this whole real great sequence where like crusty fucking, oh, like the driver just pulls a gun on him. The second he's like, Hey man, don't do that. He's like, click. <laughs> I love this. I love this part too, because uh, Lenny, oh, that's, tries, that's a fun thing. Lenny tries to do this three times. He's trying so hard to get this guy to keep him from uh, towing his car, but he doesn't have cash on it. Um, <laughs> right. So he's like, okay, okay. I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll give you my Rolex uh, for, for collateral. He hands it to the driver right before it. And then I'm going to, he says, I'm going to run it over to the ATM, hands the Rolex to the guy. And the guy just instantly drives off. And Lenny tries this stunt like three. Well, you you find you see like a couple seconds later, he just pops open his briefcase and he's got like five or six uh, extra fake Rolexes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, making a phone call he tries and shaking like one times. on his yeah. yeah. He tries like it's two so times and it never works. It never works. It's so great. And you think you almost think it's going to work. With, well, uh, we'll get to that, but we'll get to that. So then Lenny calls Mace for a ride. Mace is Angela Bassett, the absolute oh. best character in this movie, and not oh. because she's insanely hot the entire time, oh, but I mean, she, she is. Oh, man. <laughs> she, she's, she is. She's breathtaking. Like, she comes into the fu- every every fucking moment of this movie, she comes into the frame, and it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> she, and she is She is a stone-cold badass, too. Like, Straight she up. Is <laughs> she's the, the shit. shit out of like so many people in this movie oh man i love her as an actress anyway like actor yeah. Period. Oh, yeah, like yeah. everything that she's ever done is great this is my favorite movie yeah. that she did yeah period like hands down <laughs> she just she just rolls through motherfuckers like it's not even a fight <laughs> it's like oh oh that would hurt oh that's done that's over that fight is over holy shit you know <laughs> like she just clobbers people and it's so epic i don't oh, know man. love it um and that, and she she shows up at the bar. And Max oh, hold is on, there. hold on. So she calls her, and all we get is a close up of her mouth with her that's phone. It. And he's like, well, "What's happened to your car this time, Lenny?" Right. And that's right. how we introduced her character until she shows up later. But I'm like, <laughs> "God damn it, yes!" It's just like zoom in on lips, it, it's just, <laughs> it's the whole frame, and you're just like, "All right, all right, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> well, the thing about it too is like Catherine Bigelow was a huge fan of hers. 
And I guess when she gave her the script and then like, you know, Angela reads it and she's like, you mean I just get to beat the shit out of people for this whole two and a half hour movie? She jumped on that shit. She was like, I want that that role. There was never an argument. I looked it up because there were some Mm -hmm. other actors they were going to they were considering for like Lenny and some of the other characters Mm -hmm. and Faith. Oh, there were like 30. There was never a question of who played Mace in this film. Mm -hmm. It was always going to be her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It was always going to be her. It was written for her. Yeah, and there boy, was no question. She, you can tell. Like, you could tell. Like, it just plays to all of her strengths. Yeah. So they're well, all hanging out, and uh, the news is on. And this is where we kind of meet Philo, really, for the first time, who's played by uh, Michael Wincott, who's the other, just, the next hot person in this film. Hey, yeah, hey, it's hey, just arguable. Oh, come on. <laughs> Look, between I mean, this and, like, The Crow, I get it. He's hot. I get it. <laughs> come on. He's he, like, he's pretty hot. He's got that guys, heroin shit. Yeah, yeah. He if you guys don't know who Michael Wincott is, just imagine Jeffrey Rush, but uh like he eats cigarettes and man. <laughs> like they even like try to put like little makeup, a little bit of makeup on him, but it's just like you still you still got that sinister looking face, dude. Mm-hmm. So Oh yeah, yeah. But he's got that voice. It's the voice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Where I mean he's eating cigarettes, but they are lit. So like, you know, <laughs> that's like a, that's how you get that voice. I mean, he he's great in everything. He's one of those actors that anytime he's ever showed up in something, the quality of the movie has increased by like at least five to fifteen percent for me. Yep. When he was the bad guy in The yeah. Crow, you couldn't mm-hmm. have had a better bad guy. Oh. Even the little bit that he's in Alien Resurrection is it just almost redeems that. Yeah, movie. even in like uh, Count of Fucking Monte Cristo, like he's good in that. Oh, Fuck, I forgot so about that. I forgot and, how good that movie was. That yeah. movie rocks. <laughs> he's even in uh, what's it called? Uh, Dirk Gently's holistic detective agents, and he—he he was the best part of that show. Like, well, the best oh, part of the so first good. season, I think. But yeah, anyway. he's he's great. He's yeah. great. So, so anyways, uh, it turns out, yeah, we meet him. It turns out Jericho One was on his label because he's like a record producer and owns a club. Because that's what you do. Yeah, sure. In LA, Whatever. I guess. Um. And uh, so I guess like, you know, Lenny gets his right. Right. So like Mace, they're sitting in the fucking limo together there because uh, uh, yeah, Mace drives a big ass bulletproof fucking Let's, VIP yeah, limo. Is, yeah. Oh, man, this car like the, this car goes through it all. What, <laughs> what is like what is the engine made of on that thing? Is that is that do they have like a little dragon in there or something? Because it's like lures that this limo is able to uh do is just oh, man we can say oh, yeah. from from her driving and what happens a little bit later that mace's job she is a vip protection specialist if her like she's a bodyguard and she runs a armored limo armored yes armored limo service yeah. where she ferries vips through the well-established war zone of la mm-hmm and this is why she kicks so much ass and drives a limo that is bullet resistant yeah Resistant. Resistant. That comes up in some We'll talk about that. Anyway, so uh, we find out in the car that Mace is not a fan of the squid. She calls it like porno, sleaze, trash. She just she just doesn't like it. She doesn't get into it too much, but she just doesn't fucking like it. She treats it like drugs. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, it it is is drugs, basically. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Anyways. um, (laughs) um, And then she says that uh, she's got one more gig. She's been working for fucking 14 hours. She's going to drop him off at this club that she's going to, to pick up this VIP. And then he could take a cab and he doesn't want to take a cab because someone might see me. He says, (laughs) I love the delusion. It's so good. So they get to this 
they get to this thing and like Lenny runs into his old boss, this Strickland, who is now the police commissioner. And they have words. And Lenny's a real dick, but he's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> he's good at it. He shuts him down like fucking three oh, times. Yeah. What were those lines? I, oh, it I was, uh, those. he's like, you know, Strickland's like, you know what else, like, you know what else disappoints me about it? About, oh, God, what was it? He's like, you know like, what else I find disappointing? He's like, oh, besides your love life and just walks yeah. off. <laughs> like it looks like it's going to be a conversation and it's like three back and forths and he's passed him <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sword so, and a shield so right so yeah. basically what Lenny has done is he's he, he's a manipulative asshole even to Mace and he's like he still needs a ride and he's just trying to get to the Philo's club because for problematic reasons that we'll get into well, well, hold on we, we need to go over Mr. Fu- Mr. Fubatsu. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. where he's like, "I'm gonna, I- I'll go get your guy." You know, yeah. like you don't even have to do it. And so he like, that's how he gets past Strickland. He's like, "Oh, there's Mr. Fumitsu, whatever." Fumitsu turns out like he- he's they're sitting in the back together, and Lenny's not supposed to- he's supposed to be catching a cab, but no, he's he's dipped his way into the back of this limo and he's talking to Mr. Fumitsu and he's like, "Hey, you got one of these?" And he pulls out like this green one that's small. <laughs> and he's like state of the art yeah, he's like oh like yeah that, uh god it's that like green like semi-transparent plastic that you would see on yeah. uh like n64s in the late 90s oh man yeah old old mad like controllers because mm-hmm. yeah. he asks him he does the thing again of like i have to ask are you a cop and he's like no <gasps> no and he asks this it's he's asking a japanese businessman yeah I'm fucking kidding <laughs> it's like he asks him it's like if you come he's like no no he's like do you know where the clips are do you know it's like yeah and he pulls out this thing he's like holy shit because like state of the art like oh it's a thing of beauty he's like you know i got he's like i i got clips on me you know and he shows it to him and they're starting laughing he's like do you have more and he's like yeah man i have more and mace is not fucking having it she is yeah. not having it oh, she pulls this i'm gonna turn this car around shit like yeah. she, she pulls the fucking car over and like she is pissed like and, and right, rightfully so like you know he's doing his dirt in the back of her fucking job man like she she get fired for this kind of stuff right and like this is where you find out that like lenny isn't just like a lovable scumbag who, who's dealing in memories he's also kind of a piece of shit yeah no he's fucking friends because she cares for him enough to come pick him up give him a ride at a fucking limo for free and, and he's, he's like yeah. yeah right mm-hmm. i'm still gonna i'm gonna take this japanese businessman and you know let him i don't know blow a load in the back of your fucking limo like i don't it's, it's so she's pissed and he's still like the whole time he's still like but are we still friends and she's like you need to fucking listen to me you know like yeah, she says some real shit here. Like she's, ugh. oh, I love it. Yeah. I love this moment. And then he jumps on the front of her car because she's gonna leave him there. He <laughs> <laughs> I mean, said he's like he jumps on the front of the car because she's like, yeah, fuck it, you're walking. He's like, in L.A., what the fuck are you yeah. insane? And he's like, he she she peels off at speed and he jumps on the front of it. He's like, I'd like to come in. I can't hear the radio from out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's so good. So. It's- this is oh man, it's such a long argumentative scene because doesn't he like it's, she decides it's not to give him a, a ride right, and then he uh, he's just like I just need to get my my stuff out of the back of the car, and then he goes into the back, comes up, and he's like, can I have a word, uh, a private word with you? And then Mace rolls up the little divider window and gets <laughs> him by the neck. <laughs> it's amazing. 
I, you uh, know, and I, it's funny. I paused the movie at this point because I was thinking, I'm like, did they leave that up to her? Or do they have stoppers on the window as a safety catch for the stunt? Because I'm thinking they had to because yeah. you could fuck that up really easily and break yeah. somebody's like trachea. Mm-hmm. I, I thought about this a lot. I'm like, man, considering the amount of time we spent talking about the fucking beginning, you know, it's just like there were a hundred little moments like this that just seemed like they ain't a big deal. But well, now I mean, I'm forced to think about it considering the complicated nature of the POV stuff. It just seems like everybody was on the same page for this so well mm. because it's oh my God, yeah. it's so impossible mm. to just uh, get down to the bare bones of like of filmmaking sometimes because it's not just one person's vision. It's a bunch of people's collective visions moving in the same direction. And oh God, everybody yeah. was on point for this movie. Everybody. Everything like, everybody. aligned where Set everyone design. had the same vision. Henchmen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they had great moments. Oh. I mean, this, oh, Not even so... the actors, just the people. Like, like you were saying, Shadow Link, like the crew, like everyone mm-hmm. was like, "We're making a fucking cyberpunk movie." This, yeah. this was a this was like movie that takes place in 1999, and it feels fucking real in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to backtrack a little bit because okay. uh, there's that conversation before they pick up Famitsu that Mace and Lenny have, and. Mace is, uh, uh, Lenny is talking about how, uh, is about how clips are, uh, are a much safer way to experience things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because uh-huh. you know, the streets are fucked because it's really unsafe to be in public places and, mm-hmm. uh, and sex can, and there are also diseases that can kill you mm-hmm. in this case. It's, you know, it's, uh, uh, sexually, sexually transmitted diseases, but yeah. So mm-hmm. That's his rationality for going virtual instead of like, you know, real drugs and yeah. real mm-hmm. sex and everything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she still has a problem with it. It was we'll find out is justified. It, like she's yeah. she's right on. Um, so after some words, basically, she talks like this Famitsu or he talks this Famitsu to go into the club that he fucking needs to go to anyway, because he's just, you know, top tier manipulator asshole. Yeah. And so after some words, like where like, you know, Mace really laid out some shit. They go to Philo's club because Faith is singing this club. Yeah. This club is, oh, what is happening? <laughs> they get in there. He, he, he get, they get, how did they in. get so many people for this movie? That's, that's, I know. Kind of I actually, movie. I actually know. We'll get to that. Um, okay. So it like, there's like, they threw raves and shit. And like this, this was a club. This was a concert. Like there's bands on stage yeah. and stuff like fucking, yeah. Yeah. people playing but like, this club has everything people ever- being shot with pellet guns people dressed as nazis burning books in it yeah. it has everything <laughs> it's got everything it's got gimps it's got like topless ladies in cages dancing it's there's people standing like, it's like a fucking unfinished building like it's yeah. insane it's, it's really just like concrete foundation <laughs> and stuff and then they just dressed it the set design and the costumes are top Every- notch yeah. it's fucking yeah. they're so yeah. good yeah so very anyway, they, of, the, of their time, but it's still aged well, I think. Yeah, no, extremely well. It, this feels of a piece, you know, and um, like, it's like, like, so it was like 1999, so. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, they said they were trying to make this movie uh, 48 car payments into the future. That was a quote I read somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I fucking love that. Um, <laughs> and, oh, good on him. God damn it. That's it's so good. 
great way to put that. This is a, this is a really crazy film yeah, that because, like, really is firing on all cylinders in spite guess, of like what would be a problem in another movie. Like it's just not a problem here for some yeah, reason. Well, you like, know, it's like well, like the cars. I I mm-hmm. you know you notice that all these cars are very '90s looking. They're not very futuristic. Mm-hmm. They didn't spend a lot of budget on the cars, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. God, fucking ta- Max has a goddamn Ford Tempo. Yeah, it, it's like, <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter because I mean, because no. that's that's what would ha- that's what it would look like in yeah. a society where everybody's broke. They all have these. There's still old, people driving around these cars. cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and we're in 2021, and I'm still seeing the occasional odd old Corolla. You know what yeah. I mean? From like yeah. 20 some years ago. Oh yeah, but uh, but anyway, it, it's just the act of Lenny going to this club for faith is some stalker shit because like not only is he sitting at home watching these old memories on these clips of him with her that's fucking with his head and making him think that like hey you know we should be together remember remember when it was good we can do that again and it's like she doesn't want it yeah he's totally pathetic about this and like lenny and philo don't fucking get along like they're not buds anymore. He's like, oh well, yeah, well you're not my customer anymore. You know, Philo like, doesn't really of... get along with anybody though. But we no, Philo's an asshole. Yeah, Philo's he's, an he's, asshole. Yeah. He's a yeah. charismatic asshole. You know, yeah. like that's that's I mean, about it. And that's and that's part of what is like killing Lenny about this is that she's with Philo. That uh, Faith right. is with Philo, and Philo is just using her essentially. Right. She's just arming. Yeah, him. like he did with everybody. Yeah. So Philo has Lenny thrown out of the club and it's this like running back bodyguard guy. Who, like, hold on. I, I need to talk about him because he's my favorite character. We learned from Max. Yes. I think Max is there because mm-hmm. we find out why later, but Max is at the club and he tells him, it's like, yeah, who's that guy? Like, Oh, this is like a running back for the Rams, like from uh, 96 and 97, you know, now he's a bodyguard and whatnot. So Philo has his, his gigantic bodyguard, like throw him out. Right. And this is the first time. We're going to get to the second time because this is why he's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. He throws him out and he's like, okay, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And immediately, immediately, immediately. Lenny fucking <laughs> like, he barely stands back up and he's already breaking a window and fucking, like literally right next to the door <laughs> he got kicked out of. He jumps on a fucking, jumps yeah. on a fucking dumpster and breaks the window and he's right back in the club. And I'm like, this is stalker shit, dude. You gotta get your shit together, man. It's like, this is a bit much. But then, then this really, there's a sweet scene that happens right here where like Lenny manages to make it to like the visualizer sound booth room where his mm-hmm. buddy, I guess his name is Tex. Tex doesn't have legs. So Lenny gives him a clip of someone running on the beach. And this is one of the first times in the movie where you get a real sense of what this thing can do. Yeah. And it's not any different. It's still a POV. It's a guy looking down at his legs, running on a beach. Pretty girl says, hello. It runs by him and stuff like that. Um, they even make a joke. He's like, hey, they grow back yet? You know, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's the way the lines are delivered. Like they have a real report. They're buds. Yeah. This is the kind of way you would joke with each other. And it's That's, a genuinely sweet yeah. thing. The dialogue, I just, the dialogue in this movie is just so phenomenal. Like, oh, yeah. I wish I could write so that good. well. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing. The story was written by uh, um, James Cameron, but that Jake Cox was brought on uh, to do all the dialogue, basically. Yeah. So this dude wrote some damn good dialogue. Yeah, like this, these feel like people talking to each other. Yeah, especially yeah. like later in the movie, like when you get some of the longer exposition bits, it's just like I'm not bored with this. This is solid. Yeah, this is good writing. Oh god damn, and they, man! They god. make you pay attention to it too. Mm-hmm. Oh man, 
And that's oh, yeah. that's so hard to do, I I find in a lot of movies. It really mm-hmm. is, because I was looking at like previous reviews. Especially of this film. especially uh films that are like uh, neo noirs. Like sometimes yeah. you just don't know what's going on. But anyway, so oh, this was like a eighty day shoot, and I think they said seventy some days of it were at night. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that sounds about right. This whole movie. <laughs> Very is dark at night. movie. <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny that you like, bring but... the dialogue. Because, yeah, just a couple uh, of day times. But... I was looking up yeah. like uh, reviews, pre- previous reviews from like when this first came out, and people like some of the people had a problem with the dialogue. They felt it was like too like it didn't sound natural. But I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, they and the, that's that's it too. They uh they slip in all this like this uh, sci-fi jargon into it too. The uh, and it's smooth as shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it yeah. works so well. Oh. It never works in movies. And this is one of the ones where it is a thousand percent. Like at one point they call the, the squid thing trodes, you know, like it's just casual. They're just throwing words out, but it, the way the lines are delivered are just, they own it. Yeah. Like they really fucking committed to it's, it. They're there. Ugh. And this is, this is where the movie really starts to kick in. Now we're an hour and 10 minutes into a description of this film and we're maybe 30 minutes into it. <laughs> so much. There's, this movie There's is so, so much. It it'll, is so it'll dense. Go, it'll go uh, by faster as soon as we get uh, further. Oh, for sure, for sure. So Tex gives Lenny an envelope with a clip in it. And he doesn't look at it yet because we got to listen to Faith sing an entire fucking song. Oh, it's, and it's so good yeah <laughs> it's so good pj it's, harvey wrote the song she sings in this movie oh shit which is awesome yeah, yeah no, so she, that's awesome Love the, the band is basically is basically just garbage right uh well not the garbage the band right yeah i was gonna say well, and she's certainly like, like a little bit like whole yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like it's, it's definitely oh, yeah. got angry grungy uh yeah. female-led grunge rock yeah so. Doesn't, Very... she like, doesn't she like actually sing this song? Oh yeah, like yeah. uh, and uh, Ju- yeah, Juliette Lewis. She actually, this is actually her vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and the, the songs are on the soundtrack. Like her, one of the songs, the first one was on the soundtrack. What? Oh, hey, well, this is another thing. Speaking of uh, fucking sound design, which is amazing in this movie all the way through. We gotta just hit pause for a second. That opening scene, they couldn't get. <laughs> They couldn't get the audio because of so many moving parts and everything shuffling around and everything and the the camera being where it was and just all the variations on everything. So that entire opening four, four and a half minutes is all ADR and special effects and sound effects. Wow. Wow. Like none of that was actual audio. They just people said their lines and that's how they synced up the fucking ADR. That's it. (laughs) That's mind blowing. It feels like you're there. Anyway, going back to this. So we listen to. uh, Moving <laughs> right along. Moving right along. Uh, so Faith sings. She's real fucking good. The song is great. the The way it's filmed is great. It's the whole thing. There's she's all these like hot. her fucking outfit, man. God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like why is everyone so hot? It's not damn film. It's not even clothes. It's, it's like clothes. the loosest, yeah. like it's loosest like... macrame chainmail I've ever seen. Yeah. Like... <laughs> so so Lenny Lenny being Lang catches up with Faith in the green room. Um, Faith immediately just goes topless and puts some more fucking lotion on because I guess chainmail ain't comfortable. Um, <laughs> talks about Iris being in trouble, wants to know what's up, right? And he's also trying it the whole time. He's trying to convince Faith to leave Philo, and and she mentions that like Max has been tailing her, and Faith just is like, just get the fuck away from me, you know, just stop trying to save me. I'm broken, blah, you know, like that kind of stuff. But it works. Yeah, like she, her whole she throws out like she's all over the- his ass. 
yeah, she throws out all the uh, stereotypical lines, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, grunge, yeah. It's very grunge. But she, she's, that, that whole proto-emo, yeah. like... Don't, don't try she's really good, it. though. Yeah. I really liked it. I really yeah. liked but her. But she's right. It's yes. not your job. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. fucking... Well, she, she seems, like, at this point in the movie, she seems extremely, like, self-actualized. Like, she... At least she thinks she is. She You think she's a rock star, she thinks she's a rock star. You know what I mean? And it's... Like she's she's on a career, she's gonna be going somewhere with this. So there's like part of it is that. And then the other part of it is just, what the fuck, Lenny? Come on. Yeah. Like, back the fuck off, dude. And so like Lenny confronts Max, who happens to still be at the club, of course. He's in the alley or like the back hallway, about the whole faith thing. Because, you know, he's been tailing her for and he frames it like he's he's better at this than Lenny is where he's just like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm keeping an eye on her for you, man. It's just a gig, man. And Max actually says the line, I'm on her. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that didn't stand out the first time I oh, saw it, man. but it does now. That means later. But yeah, he's following her for um, what's his face? The producer for Philo. For Philo. Yeah. He's following her for Philo because we learned from her that he does a lot of clips and he's yeah, paranoid as shit so we have play back way too much yeah too much. so he's having her followed i guess because he's also a scumbag <laughs> like <laughs> lenny but in a different way yeah that literally i think the biggest difference between the two of them is that like um philo will hit women yes yeah that's that's literally the biggest difference between the two of them because they're both pieces of shit really like well, here's the thing it's just the, he's likable and philo's not likable yeah because he also like, like he gave that clip to the guy with no legs in the sound mm-hmm. booth, and that's right. like a, that's an important scene because we get to see the first moment because he's been a scumbag throughout the this entire film except at this point where you actually see him do something very good for somebody else and for no money and, for no money. And this is the first time we see that where it's like that establishes him as likable, like a like he's already kind of likable for being a piece of shit. But like now you well, get like, charismatic oh, as hell. He's charismatic. Yeah. But it's like, oh, there's there's something in there. Like you're you actually yeah. are a good person. You just don't show it or you don't know how. Like, yeah, that's the main difference between him and Philo, really. Right. Yeah. So then Lenny, Lenny, Lenny's kicked out again. And this it, time, I love this scene. I love this fucking bodyguard, man. Like, he's this cool. Is, he's cool. He's a cool dude. He's great. Like, no, yeah, he's, great. he's got the yeah. mirror shades, the nice leather jacket, and everything, man. Oh, not even that. I mean, he does. He's fucking cool looking. But it's like he's a professional about it. Where it's like, if I had to get my yeah. ass kicked by some rich asshole and his hired goon, I'd want it to be him because he's yeah. like, he's like, he he tries, oh, he, tries the, he tries the fucking watch trick. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, no, man, I got a real one. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, this isn't going to work for you, is it? You know? <laughs> and he, he, he looks death in the... He's like, not death, but like he looks it in the face. He's like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, let me, He takes off his armor. Let me take jacket. off my jacket. He's like, yeah. hey, this is very expensive. He puts it over there. And he's like, oh, hold on, hold on. Like, not, not the eyes. And, and then this guy puts his hands up to cover his eyes and then proceeds to beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, because he tells like he him wraps he's a like, chain around his hand and just like beats him down. Yeah, because he's like, hey, man, it's nothing personal, you know? So he's like, he was cool about it where it's like, hey, this is my job. But I'm like, and like he could have hit him in the eyes is all I'm saying. And he did it because he was. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And I, and so I, just, I love the trope of like noir protagonists just getting the shit kicked out of them throughout a movie. Just, man. He gets the shit kicked out of him in this film, and it, I can't say it wasn't deserved. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. And then, like, so Mace rolls up, and Lenny fucking connives his way into the limo. Like, she's there to pick up Fumitsu. 
But like, <laughs> she never does. No. <laughs> she just fucking leaves. He's having fun in the uh, S&M Nazi club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what about your dude? You know? And they're just... Meanwhile, there's like Lenny all hunched down in the back, and she's like, well, for, before they get into it, she's like, what happened to you? And she's like, oh, some fucking drunk puked on a step and I slipped. <laughs> like, okay. That's sure. Like, you slipped. You hit your head and your ribs, and, you know... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so he sneakily puts his uh, squid rig on in spite of her clear dislike of the whole thing. Like he's he's sneakily, you know, he's, he's hunching down and trying to put this thing on. And then he experiences the clip that was like the text Ooh, gave him. This scene, man. This, this is Ooh. where you're going to want to maybe skip ahead yeah. a few minutes. If you are, it's this, like, is, yeah, this is like yeah, a trigger yeah. warning because yeah. it's kind of like this is the scene that, again. This uh, is rough. This is yeah, not, like. I watched a lot of Easy to S&M watch. stuff, like, yeah, like uh, stuff this, like that. This one, oh, buddy, this, is this, is uncom- this made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because, well, this is also uh, one of the inst- instances where I'll get to that. So he he's experiencing it, this yeah. clip. He's watching this clip and it, it, someone's breaking into a hotel room and um, it's Iris. Mm-hmm. And then they proceed to kill her. What what the killer is doing is he's got her kind of tied up, basically, like cuffed. And he puts like some electrodes on her head and runs it into the input out. There's this thing where it's like a basically a feedback loop. So now she's blindfolded and she can't see anything but what the killer is doing. Yeah, she's watching him rape and murder herself. Right. So she's seeing her own death through the killer's eyes. Right. And when it's profoundly fucked up, it's, it's not, it's what man, it's not, oh, cool. it's, um, not it's a rough scene, man. <laughs> it's a real hard. Few, and it's all few, done through, it's all done through the first person perspective again, like they did with the first scene. And that makes it like that a thousand it. times worse. Yeah. It's way worse. And it makes yeah, you, that's... again, this is the theme of voyeurism and it makes you watch. And I was looking at like previous criticisms of this, this scene in this movie and the things done in it. And one of the lamer ones was like, well, you know, a guy couldn't do this if he was a director, you know, they got away with this. And I'm like, fuck. yeah. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? One fuck points you. to cinema. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> like, like one, fuck you Two, You know what? Fine. But I'm glad that it happened because this is an important message and it's an important fucking I mean, film and it's and, uncomfortable. Well, I'm sure it had to I'm be- sure that like, Catherine Bigelow on set is going to have some very fucking strict rules. Oh my god, yes. In a way that maybe... Mm, yeah, mm, like fucking the like, weird producers and directors and shit in Hollywood isn't exactly gonna have. Yeah, Like Hitchcock. Hitchcock? I, oh, yeah. Hitchcock oh, damn it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's not even talk about like little guys that we never heard of. Like, we know these dudes. Like, look at what fucking, like, even Kubrick did. Yeah. You know, like, so, and I, you know, yeah. great filmmakers, but fuck shit. Hey, you, you were, you're not, you didn't protect your actors on set. Yeah. And you I feel like the them. only reason I was able to get through this fucking scene oh. actually was thinking about how, like, there's no way this is going to get out of hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. Cause it's, it's the, it's the whole thing. Like, it's, <laughs> there, there's no yeah. cuts. Like, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. once, it starts happening you're there for the whole ride and it's terrible it's a terrible terrible fucking movement like all of it and then it zooms in on like she dies Mm -hmm. the the what you call it the the blindfold is removed he opens her eyes and gets down real close so you can see the reflection of the mask in her eye 
Oh, with the guys. It was, yeah. yeah. So that was super creepy. And, and what the thing about that too, is that like um, the way in this, in this moment, the technology is being abused really added like scene aside the, the feedback bit where you can make someone see what you're seeing really added realism to the mechanism. Mm -hmm. Like it, it made this uh, more than just a novelty at this point. It's become like a a very intense kind of plot pointed. Like it's a, it's not a fucking like deus ex machina. This, this movie. It's it's not, uh, it's not a MacGuffin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can go on just about everything in this movie, but like, (laughs) I don't know. This movie does what cyberpunk does best. I think. Yes, I agree. I agree um, in, on all accounts. Yeah. So, but. well, so keep in mind the whole time Lenny's watching this shit happen in the back of Mace's fucking limo, and he's reacting to it, and he's like saying stuff, and she's like, "You okay?" And he's and like, "Look, up, this, hold is... On, this is the fucked up thing, okay? Because this system, you're there." You're experiencing right. what this fucker's feeling. So that means while he's like trying to see what the fuck's going on, he's experiencing the crime as the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. So that means he's feeling him like, you know, like, you know, com- going to completion in this whole fucked up scenario. And that's the other layer of fucked up is like to watch this. You basically are committing the crime. You're experiencing the way he does. And you can tell like he's sweating bullets. He's like doing the O face, but not in a good way. Like I was like, he's basically being violated. Yeah, from watching this, it's it's like he's well, he's being forced to not just watch something terrible, but like live it. Yeah, against his will. Like it's given him a bit of perspective in this moment too. This will come up, kind of like not really come up, but it adds to his turn, as it were, like his mm-hmm. growth as a character. And so Lenny, after watching all this, tells Mace, he's like, you know, drive to this specific hotel because the killer looked at like where, what the hotel was. And outside, like Lenny, like, as soon as they pull up to it, Lenny like gets out of the limo and just throws up all over the place. Yeah. And it, it's understand. It's a very real like reaction to what he's just seen. And then he, they get up and they look up and they see paramedics carrying off Iris's body. So like, this is all happened. Yeah. You know, this is, this is it. Very you know, recently. Something. So they leave and they meet up with Max. Max watches the clip, and this will be exceedingly fucked up later. Max walks Lenny through investigation protocol because they used to be cops together. So they're like, so what's this guy doing? What's he doing? What's he doing? You know, and what's his motivation? How does he like do this? How does he do that? He's basically putting a story in their head, too, at the same time. It's really subtle because you're not going to realize it till later what Mm -mm. he's doing. Because right, right now, all we see is like, he's like, you know, fuck you, you used to be a cop, walk it through, come on, let's do it. He's like, he's being encouraging, you know. Like, he's so good at this. Yeah. He's really God good. God damn, he's <sighs> so fucking good at this. He's so good at this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Lenny, like a fucking idiot, goes back to Philo's club. Mm-hmm. But this time, it's like after hours. And, you know, Philo's sitting off in the corner, you know, fucking playing some blues, slide guitar. He's got the squid on his head. He's got the squid on his head. So maybe he's like pretending that he's a real guitarist. I don't know what the (laughs) fuck's going on. Um, And like, he doesn't quite notice that like Lenny's back and everybody can see him. There's nobody there. There's like the three fucking, there's these three henchmen off like playing pool and they see him fucking faith walks right up to him. And he's like, you need to get out of here, Lenny. I'm fucking done with you. And he's like, no, 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 it's not that. Well, it is that, but it's also this, you know, like, He's yeah, like, Iris yeah. is dead. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And you know, but he still fucking comes off as like this day. You gotta come with me. You gotta come with me. Still, it's you're not safe. Like you could fucking protect her. You know what I mean? Like, so Philo comes over. They have a whole conversation about this, and Philo thinks that this is just about Lenny wanting Faith. And Faith, he get, he's like, you know, she can pick. She could stay with me, or she could go with you. But if she leaves, you gotta go. Or like, like if she stays, you gotta go forever, and I never want to see your fucking face again. And Faith chooses to stay. Because she's sick of Lenny's shit. Makes sense. You know, he's so bad at chasing her because, like, he just shouldn't be. You know what I mean? He looks like it's a like, wreck, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like well, he they doesn't look. He's got his ass beat, but all of his ass beatings have come at the hands of these fucking people here <laughs> in this club. You know, like, dumbass. Uh, cool. yeah. you get, fire. <laughs> get your hand and don't put it in the fire. But, like, this just keeps happening. So, like, uh, Faith chooses to stay and then. Lenny is like, you know, the, the, the running back guy. He comes over, he shoves him into the elevator and hits the button. So this is one of my favorite scenes in the fucking movie. Yep. So the button's going down. And Angela Bass is like waiting for him at the ground floor. But then the elevator keeps going and she goes, oh, shit. And she just takes off running. So as soon as the elevator gets to the bottom, there's these two dudes and this chick. And they just proceed to just start beating the shit out of them. And it's basically like the two guys are holding them. And they make this joke like, we tried to find a smaller girl, but short notice, because this girl's like jacked. And yeah, we tried just, to find a smaller girl oh, to kick the shit out of you. Yeah, this is the, this is the uh, third time he tries the watch trick, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is the hands, it, hands it to this guy this with a, a compass tattoo on his head. And, and the guy takes it, and he's looking at it, and he's like, oh, this is pretty nice. Uh, and so you think he's going to fall for it for, for a second, mm-hmm. because this is like a scrubby punk dude. Uh, right, and he's like he's, third tier. He's not know? gonna. He's not gonna know the difference between a real a Rolex and a fake one. So, uh, but he's like, yeah, is this uh, is this impact resistant? And then Lenny says, yeah, why? And then he just rams it right Dex into him. his head. Yeah, decks him oh. with just like, <laughs> and you see oh. a watch shaped bruise like the. Where you <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like, there's like a chunk just out of his forehead. <laughs> but yeah, they start wailing on him. And uh, then, like, uh, the the albino muscle chick, uh, she she's about to throw this, like, one just devastating fucking punch. And Angela Bassett catches it and proceeds to just beat the living fuck out of these people. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> so quick. Just And it's funny because they even give Lenny something to do because the girl gets up at one point. And she's going to, like, come at Angela Bassett and he... he breaks a chair in her back because that works you know it's it's like the chair collapses too i hate that actually <laughs> in movies. i don't own a chair that week like it's that wouldn't you wouldn't be able to sit on it I, I just, hey man uh, hey man it's 1999 like wh- where are you gonna get like good wor- woodworking in the distant future right this is <laughs> 48 car payments away from now yeah. uh so yeah, no, so 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 she she just takes care of business. You know, she she just beats the they shit. Pull out a gun on her and she just takes the gun. It just beats it. Oh yeah, no, like, wait, it's wait, incredible. <laughs> is this where she's like safety's on? Yeah, yeah. He pull, he, oh, this man. this compass head pulls a gun on her, points at her head. It's like what? And he's like, she's like safety's on. He's like, huh? she's not impressed. She's like not even impressed that she's got this gun in her face. She's just like, Ugh. and he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, she yeah. says safety's on. It doesn't even matter if it's on. He just looks at the gun. And- he looks at the gun and she just disarms. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She uh, saves the day. She just beats the shit out of it. It's glorious. It's great. 
And then my next note is like a whole separate line. It's just, just goddamn. You know? yeah. <laughs> the next line, we're back at Lenny's. They figure that this just isn't about some like serial rapist killer shit. There's like something bigger going down, right? It's just him and Mace. And Mace, like, she, she God, Lenny cons Mason to giving him a back rub. He's <laughs> so this fucking scene. Oh, I don't man. know because it literally says he. Well, okay. this, this is where you find oh, out. God, he's the most maybe pathetic she, human being. Well, maybe she loves him a bit. Like, yeah. this is kind of, well, like, in a really weird way because, like, who the fuck does that? No one. Like, he, he, she has this, like, motherly thing about her, too, because yeah. he, at this point, he's drunk. He's got this shit kicked out of him, like, what, two or three times tonight? He's mm-hmm. pathetic in this scene. Yeah. So he's, mm-hmm. like, whining, basically, because he's also has, like, you know, half a bottle of vodka in him already. He's right. like, my shoulders could, like, rub. And she did rub my shoulders. And she does. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, falls asleep on her lap like a baby. Yeah. And it's uh-huh. like, what the fuck? But then, she, then we get this great flashback scene where we see Mace wearing Sarah Connor's waitress uniform as she's running into her house. Like she, that's straight up the same thing yeah. that Sarah Connor mm-hmm. was wearing. Yeah. It, it has Absolutely. to. It's, it's too similar. <laughs> like it's just, what are you doing, James? Um, he's like flipping the fucking camera or like the the costume designer like ten bucks. He's like, yeah, throw this in here because like in the previous. <laughs> There was the, the swinging, the swinging uh, fucking fluorescent light is a thing that Cameron does all the time. Right, you know, like right, right. there was a lot of stuff in here. Uh, there was a couple of other ones too. I can't remember. Anyway, oh, later they mentioned RoboCop too. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. Like RoboCop is a movie that exists in the reality of this movie. I love. Yeah, that. we'll get that's to that. I, that's a whole thing. That's a great meta thing. I just love it. Um. So anyway, this is how this is where we find out like why she is being kind of like sweet with them. Uh, you know, she's running into her house as cops are removing what we assume is her husband and some others. Mm-hmm. Inside, we see Lenny, you know, as a cop, sitting down, talking to her son, taking care of him on his bed. Reading him a story. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, yeah, reading him a story. Uh, he's like being a story. being sweet. I wish I had looked at the book now. God damn it. Because I might be like, well, that, that's another thing that James Cameron did to this movie. Uh, we God don't damn it. see the cover. No, no, it's true. But yeah, um, it, it's, this establishes that, like, again, a sweet thing that he has done, the, like, He's like the only human cop, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's really what we get. Like, like him and like one other guy, maybe. Which yeah, is, exactly. We'll get, we'll, that's going to be a whole conversation. Oh, so anyway, the next day, Lenny receives another clip. It's like at his window. And this one's super fucking freaky. It's like. Oh, this is my worst fucking nightmare. This is yeah, going to happen to yeah. me at one point. Like, this it's, a, it's, it's a, awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a POV of uh, probably the same dude that murdered Iris, you know, breaking into his apartment while Lenny's sleeping on the couch, walking up to him and pulling out one of those little clip off razor box cutters and put a little tiny slice on his throat. So like Lenny freaks the fuck out. And one of my favorite moments in this this whole scene is like, he gets his gun and he's, he's starting to clear his apartment and then he realizes <laughs> it's not loaded. So that he like still aiming the gun backs up. <laughs> <laughs> Runs back, goes under his bed, gets the fucking clip, puts it he in the guy. He sucks. He's and then so he shoots Mace. He almost shoots Mace. Well, he doesn't shoot Mace, but he like has his gun pulled, and she's like suddenly in his apartment. I'm like, dude, did you lock your fucking door? Like, what the fuck, man? You're in L.A. Come on, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So. Oh no, no, the guy uh, uh, picked the lock to get. Well, into yeah. Place. So it's never been right. Yeah. You know, and he, he just left him there. So anyway. Mace appears and they they get gone. So Lenny shows Iris's murder clip to Tick, 
And Tick informs us that the wearer is colorblind. He mentions that Iris was there trying to get Tick to make a copy of something, and then Lenny realizes that Iris put that into his car. He also he also mentions not just the colorblindness. He also mentions that whoever recorded this, they might have like some form of brain damage or maybe uh-huh. a tumor. That's what yeah. he mentioned. Like maybe they have like a tumor, like something's in their head. Yeah, so that, that could cause this. You know, like yeah, because they have possible. like some weird brain anomaly. Because not only is this guy like a purveyor of fine simulated experiences, he's also just like, yeah, you know, I, I took a couple of semesters, you know, brain stuff in college, and I knew about this, so I, I just let I you mean, know. When, you, when you're a drug that you create, because he's kind of like the dude who makes drugs oh, no. in this. I know. You have to, yeah. you got to know a little bit of no, something about no. brains. Yeah, like that, that was one thing I remember like back in the rave days. It's like, okay, so this thing is going to hit your receptors and like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. How many hours is going to last? That's all I need to know. Like, I got shit to do tomorrow. So then they run to the impound where his car is. They retrieve the clip, like, pretty easily. Like, this fucking dog shows up, and Angela Bassett has no time for fucking anything. She pulls out Mace immediately, because her name is Mace, and she sprays it in the dog's face, and the dog just takes off. (laughs) So fantastic. I love it. There was, she almost doesn't stop walking. Like she's just like, right through it. Boom. Like she doesn't care. Like it's so fucking great. There's no, she was ready. Yeah. There was Uh no doubt. It was, it was like, (laughs) she predicted that this dog was going to be here. You know what I mean? So, uh, they retrieve a clip and they're leaving. And then those two cops, D'Onofrio and Victor, um, they roll up. Okay. They don't look like cops in this because this is the first time they're both meeting these fuckers. Mm-hmm. They are dressed. They they're in a pickup truck. They they roll mm-hmm. up to them in a pickup truck. They're dressed yeah. in just suits. They could mm-hmm. be anyone. They could be government. That's the point. Like they could be anybody. And they pull up on them, and they're like, "Yeah, give us the fucking tape." Like guns out immediately. Yeah. Like, and, and Victor's like, um, "Open it facing us so that we can see what you're doing." So you know, whatever. So yeah, he does. He he reaches into the thing and he gives them the tape. He's like, "Now you're gonna let her go now, right?" And of course not. Everything goes awry. The fucking guard dog saves the day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shows up and bites one of them in the leg, and then they end up killing the dog. Which yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Don't mm. like it. But I hate it worse well, when like I mean, the dog gets away. Like you know what I mean? For like in Dante's Peak, where you know this dog is clearly dead, but then it shows up jumping off of a rock that isn't covered in lava into a pic. I have a problem with that scene in that movie and it will come up again. Uh. <laughs> but hey, the dog's killed and they, they managed to kind of escape but these two fuckers are on in pursuit in, in one of the craziest car chases, not because it's like born identity levels of stunts, but because it's like a Ford F-150 from the nineties chasing a bulletproof fucking limo through the streets of LA. Yeah. Neither of these vehicles handle well. So it's basically yeah, no, like Grand Theft Auto 4 driving. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> it uh, feels real because of yeah. it. Because it of feels like, extremely real. Yeah. 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 And she's like, she's like, watch, this is my shit. And she's driving this boat that's just nothing but fucking fishtailing all over the place. Like she's doing a good job. But then eventually, like, she makes a wrong turn. It, it, she, she ends up hold almost on, driving. Hold on. So these cops are like following in this pickup truck, and one of them like has a fucking machine gun and oh, just hosing up. this limo. And he's like, Lenny is just freaking the fuck out. And she's like, don't worry, baby. This is what I do. And he's like, oh shit. And he's like, don't worry. The, the glass is bullet resistant. He's like, what happened to bulletproof? That was great. <laughs> that was movie. actually, oh man, so I like good. a little bits of comedy. That's so good. But, that's like, but, that's Han Solo in the uh, detention block levels of good. I think. Oh, we're doing fine. How are you? 
And then like yeah. the cringe, yeah. like the cringe yeah. at the end, you know, like, uh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, she takes a wrong turn. She's almost going to go off this cliff or not a cliff, but like into the, the pier, the pier. Mm-hmm. And she hits the brakes in time. And as she starts backing up and this, this for the life of me, I'll, I'll never understand why she didn't just keep backing up because she's in this armored limo. Yeah. The, the pickup pulls up kind of perpendicular to them. She could have T-boned the shit out of it. And they weren't wearing their seatbelts. This shit could have been over in this moment. Yeah. Okay. Like this, this, this would have been some bad shit. Cause they're not getting into this truck or this, this car either. You know what I mean? But she doesn't, she stops and that gives D'Onofrio enough time to get out and just start dumping gasoline all over this fucking limo. It's so elaborate. Like he was carrying this around for this instant, like just in case. Yeah. I, you know, I got this pickup truck, man, but I, I got also got like this 15 gallon fucking tank of goddamn gasoline. <laughs> So they set it on fire and uh, Lenny Lenny gets to be the smart one in this moment. He's like, you know, it's only going to be a few seconds before it hits the gas tank. And then she's like, hold on and just drives it right into the fucking sea. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, you got a little on fire driving into a pier off a pier. It's oh, just that's this next yeah. moment. Is, though, oh, is God. So badass. On it part. sinks to the bottom and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's like, she's like. Well, you, it's like I put the fire out, didn't I? Like <laughs> she ain't even. She takes her jacket off. She she pulls the back seat off the limo so she can get into the trunk. Grabs a shotgun because the trunk's already filled with water, but they still have some water to breathe in. And then she just turns up. She hasn't panicked, like by the way, at all. Yeah. Like she's done this before, you know. Like <laughs> this isn't even the third time. This is like the tenth time she's done this. You know what I mean? <laughs> And she's like, look, now here's what's going to happen. You're going to have to hold your breath and just kick as hard as you can and, and follow me. And she blasts the fucking, like, she uses the shotgun to blast the trunk open. And then they swim, like, as close to the pier as they can. And then they come up and uh, the the cops are still standing up there looking for them, waiting for them to come up. And when they don't, they don't wait that long. Like, they, they should have waited a little longer. If, I, if, if I'm really going to give the bad guys advice, um, stick around for, like, five to have a cigarette. Yeah, I mean, you know? L.A. PD response times, you know, I mean, being what they, they, they are, would, they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they could have literally watched like an episode of like whatever television show married with children before, like the police would have showed <laughs> up to that precise site, because as we've seen, there's rioting going on on every fucking burning street in L.A. at the moment. And uh, so but they leave. And uh, so we get Lenny and Mace. They're walking up the pier and. uh she she pulled he, he pulled he, he's like uh it's a really shame he gave him that fucking tape and he's like yeah i'm gonna miss it it was one of my favorites and that's where you find out he did a little switcheroo like you didn't see it coming well I mean, that, that's actually if you pay attention to the scene um where he finds the tape he, you see that mm-hmm. he slips it into his pocket because he does right. that before mm-hmm. too and then yeah. he pulls the other tape from his briefcase so right and these morons think it's in the briefcase. So it worked out great. You yeah. know, like, yeah. So they go back to Mace's place. They gather up everybody there. And then they're like, going to go to one or like her sister's house. Or her, like, she said to her son, aunties. So it might be sister. It might be a like, close friend, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. like we did that in our family. Like we had answer we weren't related to. And um, Lenny like convinces. Well, Lenny watches the clip that he got from Iris. And it like, they don't show you what it is. You just see him reacting through the window and he's not okay. He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, fuck. Triple fuck. And so he convinces Mace to watch the clip. And this is a big deal because like she hates this shit. She, and, and he just apologizes. He's like, look, I'm sorry. 
this has to be the first one. You know what I mean? And what what it what the clip is, it's it's those two fucking pig cop prick bastards. They're on a traffic stop for Jericho one. They he pulls off under a bridge, and it's this just ridiculous scene that seems it seemed outlandish at the time. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. That's, like yeah. The, when I, when I saw it in theaters even, in 1995, this was like, well, that's a bit crazy. Yeah. That even, wouldn't really happen. Oh God. Even when I saw it, this was only a few years ago. I was like, eh, I mean, well, and even a few years ago. Yeah. But now we have all this. Footage. I'm like, I'm, I regret mm-hmm. to say this, but like, I guess I just didn't, uh, didn't understand how important mm-hmm. that was at the time. So I was like, mm-hmm. because going off on and a tangent, I, the, the, the well, subject of yeah. race, the subject of race in cyberpunk isn't really covered very often, like of human mm-hmm. race. Anyways, it's usually through veiled metaphors of like artificial intelligence and that kind of thing, which, sure, you know, sure. isn't always the best way to go about it as we've seen mm-hmm. in like Detroit become human. Um, but yeah, I, so when I initially watched this, I was like, I mean, is this, it just feels, it, it just felt off to me for some reason, but mm-hmm. I, <laughs> now that I moved out now, of the sticks um, and now that right. I know so much more about everything, it's just, whew, it happens all yeah. the fucking time yeah. and we just have the technology now where we to, get to n- now see a video of some fucker choking a man to death. Uh, yeah. And this is, this is a set piece moment of the film. Like we have been, it has been one of the questions hanging over the film that hasn't been part of the main plot. Like the main plot is, is Lenny trying to get his dick wet, like trying to get back with his ex, like the whole time. And this has been in the back and, you know, you see what this means to him, like what things mean to him. But here you're watching these two cops get out, berate these two men and, 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 the, and the girls he's with, one of which is Iris, Iris, who's watching and recording this whole thing, you know, and they straight up like, yeah, they Jared force Goldman him out of the car. He's being, you know, he, he's being a smart ass. He's using bravado, but it's like that's the reason. He calls him RoboCop. He, yeah, he calls like, him Robo. He sees his name tag and he's like, "What's your name, Stickler?" And he's like, "Robo yeah. Stickler over here," because it's like he has the like. I understand why he's being a dick because if I had the type of, I guess, clout that he had, I probably would be too. But I don't even think it's that. He got pulled over for nothing. He got pulled over literally for nothing, like literally that, nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it, they it, even it's say like, it's like I'm obeying the speed limit. I'm not even yeah. speeding. Like there's yeah. nothing going on except like two black dudes and two women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. That's and, literally and two white, two, women. And two well, yeah, two white women, and then two racist cops. Because yeah. like, what happens is, is they they put a bullet in their heads, they kill them right fucking there and leave yeah. them there, and then mm-hmm. they start chasing Iris because she takes off, and we get this you know incredible, really I, foot chase I, sequence. Yeah. How did they do this scene? Man. This because well, all right, when we talk about that opening scene, we're Don't talking understand. about having to coordinate things that are relatively easy to move to a certain degree. Like a yeah. helicopter takes a little bit of effort, but you got 45 minutes that thing can hang in the air before it's got to go RTV, right? They move a train. Yes. <laughs> With jump, she jumps cars. the fucking track. Like, She's jumping the like the timing of this moment is so fucking like heavy for yeah. me. Because she manages to get away. And it's like her between her and she's running on track. She's got no shoes on at this point. Her feet are already starting to get tore up. And this kind of brings us back to 
the beginning of the movie. Like and we're we know this because she looks start. down. That's yeah. the thing. We see whoever's running, because again, this is first person. We She looks down. That's how we know her feet are getting torn up. She's like, yeah. and she uses both her hands to open up like a, a hole in the fence and climb through. Oh, and, yeah. as, like, we, and you said before, it's like, this took three fucking people. This is a very fast scene. This is running. Yeah. This is jumping over a track. Yeah. The other one is a little bit more, yeah, it's indoors. It's more predictable. I don't understand how they did the scene. It impressive as hell well, that, that's the other thing too about the camera right i think i was mentioning that before the for the pov camera they're not holding it and it's not like attached to their bodies it has like a semi um steady cam like they found a way to split what? the difference because a steady cam is too smooth uh-huh. so when you run you know you're going up and down but the camera's going to sit where it is but if you put it on the body, it's just going to whip around like fucking crazy. So they found this thing that would still allow a bit of bounce so that it still looked like someone was running. That's how that was the problem they had the biggest like that was the most problem. Like, the biggest problem they had to solve here was just trying to make it look like it wasn't on rails, but also not like I, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Narc. It was a Joe Carnahan movie with like uh, Ray Liotta. It has an opening foot chase scene like that too, but you can tell it's like a handheld and it's wicked to watch. Like it's awesome, but it's so much of it is that like quick pan kind of stuff where you just can't tell what you're looking at and then it'll resolve for a little bit. This was much smoother and what it would look like if you were running. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a camera is being held, even though that's clearly what's going on here. But like, I don't know how they pulled it off either. It's fucking genius. I would love to see this like rig. I mean, oh, I, really, I really I'm, want to. I was to. looking for it. I saw some like people talking uh, uh, that were like operators. That's how I found out about the left hand, right hand thing. Like the, the camera operator gotta, had this. Someone like, has to little, dig up the uh, the production photos for this. This movie. yeah, please send it to us at Twitter. It will. Oh, just, I need to we'll see it. it it's important. Really, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really need to. Uh, like, I need anyway. to understand how this was done. So, yeah, Mace uh, watches it. She's not okay. She's like, like, this is like heavy. This isn't, this is bigger than you. This is a lightning bolt from God. You know what I mean? Like levels of how important this fucking thing is. So uh, they go back to fucking Philo's because you know what? There's nowhere else in LA. And Mace and Lenny Lenny go to Texas uh, sound room because I guess he's got the night off and they talk to Faith. And, um, Philo apparently we find out is just watching clips all the time. You know, basically he's like a clip head as it were. He's a paranoid mess because the reason she establishes that the reason he does this and the reason like even Iris was wearing a squid was just basically he was keeping an eye on people. Yeah, yeah. It was like, that was it. He literally hooked the, he hooked him up with Iris just so to spy on him because he, mm-hmm. he was worried that he was going to leave his label. And this is why like, this is why he has people fucking followed and this is why we have the footage in the first place it's just because he's yeah, a paranoid mess who beats women insane mm-hmm. downward spiral like yeah oh yeah i mean because he keeps adding these different countermeasures and you know if one little piece one little card gets pulled you know the whole thing comes uh toppling down so oh yeah yeah he's a control freak but he doesn't have like the discipline you know like he he doesn't know how to actually you have to be sober and aware in order to run shit you know and he's now but i like so but but philo he it turns out he also knows about this whole shooting and the whole thing because he saw the squid tape and there's in this flashback now i'm a little confused like did 
Iris make a copy? Yes, they actually say they they do say was, okay. she made a copy yes. of it, but she gave the copy to Philo, and Philo like beat the shit so out of her Philo and then burned, burned it. it. Yeah, right. Uh, and then he gives her money and tells her to go to the hotel room. She got the uh, which, the copy from uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, guy with the red uh, jacket, Tick. Tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like so Tick. he's yeah, so he starts freaking out uh, when they visit him. I think that's the scene right. before this because <laughs> he's like. He knows that he's wrapped up in this now. He's uh, he's like, you know, these people are too close to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I know their names. Like, fuck this shit. Um, but then, like, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Lenny is trying to escape with Faith again, and he once again fails too. Because come on, man. And Philo decks him like he hits him with a champagne bottle, and then like hits him oh, again. No, 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 no. This is this is later because they have to go to the New Year's Eve party. So they're talking to Faith in the. Oh, that's right. That yeah, was yeah, right. that's much later. Well, yeah, they're talking to Faith, and oh god, I'm blanking too. Hold on. There's so much. There, guys. There's oh. so much in this goddamn film. Like, <laughs> I skipped it, a bunch. I think here. I think I'm already at the party. Yeah. 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 There's so much. So okay. There's so much. What happens? It, what happens if they talk to Faith? Faith is like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I gotta like, because we learn that like he's Philo's having people followed, and that's why, well, yeah, and that's it. why, she, I, that's why Faith right, won't right, right. leave Philo because, yeah, or, she, she's like too involved. I guess and, like she already kind of knew what was going yeah. on, and the reason they want to keep this quiet is because they know that the cops are going to come looking for the tape, um, right. and you know that uh, Philo is just too concerned about his own reputation, you know, his own business, because if you found. If people find out that he's been recording people with squids, then, you know, he's fucked. So that'll ruin his. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you need to have a working relationship with people. It can't be all like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? um, so they go to um, they. OK, from here. They OK, go, no, they, here, here yeah. was another bit, too. That's like before the Millennium Party. So, so like this is where he's like talking to Max on the phone like lenny calls max and like max is like quote working with lenny by like providing surveillance on philo he talks about ex- exchanging a trade with philo like yeah you can have faith, up- but you gotta mm-hmm. give me the tape and mace uh sets his ass straight she yeah. sets him so hard on what a sad sack of shit he is like Man. so hard that fucking fat boy slim sampled her saying right here <laughs> right now like it's such a great moment yeah. where she just like she calls Faith a toxic waste ass bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, smashes up all of Lenny's scene. tapes. It's oh, it's, yeah. oh yeah, she, she's stomping on him. This has it's such just, gravity because it's like she takes him by his lapel and she's smashing these tapes, and he's like, "This isn't what we're." It's like this isn't a recording. This isn't the past. Yeah. This is real time. This is happening you need to right handle now. This shit. Yeah. yeah, you need to like get your shit together. Like, and also like. It's established too. It's like, dude, you're going to trade this for this person. It's like, fuck you. Like, this is mm-hmm. she, like she even says, like, this is bigger than you or me. Like, this is this currency. Is, this is the lightning bolt from God moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is this is where she's and like, this, this is, is bigger oh. than all of us. And then and this this, is, this next part yeah. is a really good moment, I think, between Mace and uh, Lenny because Lenny just he's talk. I think he talks a little bit about uh, faith and how she was like. Uh, she mm-hmm. she just rolled into LA without a plan, and so she ended up, you know, uh, prost- prostituting. So, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and, was it like blowjobs for twenty bucks in yeah. order to pay for crank or some shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then, so he's got this like savior, like you know, yeah. fucking what do you call that? 
He feels uh, like he feels obligated to protect her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, that was when he was a good cop. And then he got pulled into this shit. You yeah. know, and it that could have been what ruined him. But yeah. he also turns out to be really good at it. You yeah. know, like, I don't know. Um, but then he asks, do you know what it's like to be in love with someone who doesn't love you back? And then mm-hmm. Mace says, and then, I yeah. Do. Uh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I have I an know, idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my, note, my note here is pretty clear that Mace loves Lenny, but Lenny's a dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, honestly. Yeah. Like, like it, really to boil it down to its yeah. essence. Like, it, it's because she, oh, man. And she's it's just, so. It's such a tender get... moment between them. Yeah. Dude, man. Yeah. Like uh, both of them, both yeah. of them. It's like, like this is Oscar yeah. level shit in this yeah. moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really actually a kind of a standout scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Like because we you see we know that they like each other, but this pulled it in a little bit more. You know, like it really dialed in what their relationship was for both of them too. You know, as characters. Mm. But now, now, now they leave and they arrive at the Millennium Party, and uh, uh, man, she that dress. Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, in a, in a movie full of hot even, people, she's just like... Even the fucking movie has to comment. I know. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh. he's like, you look good in that. And she's like, huh? And he's like, well, I mean, better than I would. You know, like... <laughs> Thanks, I think. Like, he doesn't have, even know. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's got like this... And little, was, she's got this like little twenty two caliber pistol that she has in a holster that she like tucks in between like her legs. And I mean... Oh, like in her yeah. stockings, yeah. Look, it's, yeah. Oh. We're sounding pretty like thirsty right now, but you, you, <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand. This is. A, <laughs> I, I applaud the art uh, that has been placed before my eyes. That's basically yes. where. Because <laughs> it is art. Um, so they arrive at the Millennium Party. Uh, they start looking for Mac, Faith, and and Max for the trade because like Max is supposed to be around and he can't get a hold of them and and like Mace doesn't like. She 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 lays it the fuck down right here. Like you know, Lenny's got to go by himself if he's, he's going to do this bullshit. That that's where it's at. And she, see, like Mace doesn't want to give up the clip because it's bigger than his weird toxic chase. You know, for Faith, and she literally says that if he goes through with it, like he don't mean nothing to her. Like that's it. It's over. You're dead to me. So he, he gives it a couple of seconds, and she's looking all dejected and disappointed. And then he fucking comes back, and he gives her the clip, and then he immediately points out Commissioner Strickland, the dickhead had fired him. And, and then she's like, "But I don't trust cops." But Lenny's like, "Yeah, but he fucked up my career." And like, who really? Who's in more danger here? Anyway, yeah, but, it's it's weird. It, we'll get to how like weirdly optimistic this, this film is. Yeah, this this but, this is where the movie kind of goes off the rails a little bit. I mean, yeah, it still works. It, it's yeah, still satisfying, it still works, I guess. But, but uh we'll get, we'll get to that so like you we'll know get to that. Like... so mace catches the commissioner at the urinal in a restroom so like she just rolls up and there's all these cops inside this fucking restroom she just like walks away she's like listen you need to see this you want to you know this is important shit this is if you want to find out who killed jericho one like this it's on this this clip and he's like i can arrest you for having illegal blah 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 and this cop like escorts her out and she's just like i knew it you know she's like what the fuck of course because of course, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. of course, that's what would happen. Of yeah. course. Yeah. You know, like, uh, God, you know, not, I'm not saying of course, like you should have known, but of course, like she did know and told Lenny, you know what yeah. I mean? Like she knew. Yeah. So, and, and then somehow like, I'm, I, I don't know. I missed a beat here. Um, 
At some point, five of those goons like catch up with her, like in the kitchen. Yeah, because like, they're trying like pu- they pull her out. The- oh no, shit! What happens guys. is okay. It- How does a cop lose control? Like, does she d- hold does on? Dip. What What was up, channeling? Well, I we missed this scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the part where Tig dies or is not dead, but oh, Tig, yeah. right? Tig, oh, see, yeah, that's right. They're so oh god. Like, okay, so they go back to Tig's because they find out. Oh, she, like the, from the sound booth when they were talking to Faith and they learned the truth about Philo and this whole thing. They go back to Tig's place, and Tick They go back. He has got the squid on his head. Tick is just staring off into fucking space with his music fucking blasting. Yeah, and we learn this is something that you can do with a squid is you put it on someone's head and you just ramp it up to 11 and it overloads your cerebral cortex. Yeah. So yeah, his brain, brain is based. Yeah. It fries his brain. He's it's like a feedback loop. Yeah. It's just no, your brain is now just noise. And it's like you looking through your own eyes, looking through your own eyes, looking through your own eyes, like a thousand million times. Until yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it would have been better if he killed. I love, I love. Yeah. Yes. I love the, yeah. the effect that they have though for uh people with that condition though that sort of like flickering uh really highly saturated color uh yeah and just that's like when the predator takes off his helmet yeah you know what i mean yeah it's it's more static and yeah totally you can barely see outlines in it yeah it's more disturbing yeah it's like it's like moving glitch art yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like amazing. He, he could see Lenny. He just like I don't know, can't respond. And yeah, so this is where they establish that there's um, a party because Max shows up in a fucking tuxedo. And yeah. Max, oh, and this is also the other fucked up thing that you can do with the squid that isn't like standard operating like procedure. Because like you know you're you're supposed to just record and watch. Yeah. So you have the one thing where you can watch something happen through like to you from someone else's POV. Yeah, which is that the horrible iris scene, and then there's like this thing where you can just. Yeah, set it into feedback loop. Yep. That I those two things are extremely important as far as making a believable tech because it's one thing to have a gadget or a gizmo and a story. It's another thing if you can have practical multiple uses for it that makes sense. Where mm-hmm. it's because you do that. I mean, have who hasn't like used a hammer to open a bottle before? You know what I mean? Like, there's always a dual use for shit, but and not the way you're thinking either. You just get the the nail remover. You kind of like pop it. You know, like there's multiple uses for things. And that's what makes like a lived in world feel realistic. And that's what really helps with this tech, because it could have just been a gadget. Yeah, I mean, they, could have... If they nailed one thing, they really nailed this concept like really well. Yeah. Well, that that uh, and I think the uh, the concept of addiction, I'll get to that later. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. anyways. So. So, right, yeah, where are we at? Fast forward. Uh, Fast, uh, yeah, we're at the party. Fast forward, she gets thrown out by the cops. Uh, then that's where, after the cops like unkindly escort her, her out, then the punks come up to her, his goons, and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up? And then just drag her right back in through the kitchen. Right. And then she's like, yeah, right, that's right. Because then she's like in three moves, she's out. <laughs> yeah, she's like, they, she pulls a gun on them because like albino chick pulls a yeah. like does a knife flourish and she just shoves a gun into her fucking face and she's like enjoy the party and just fucks yeah. off. because yeah. It's like, yeah no fuck you i forgot <laughs> yeah and now, now we cut to lenny and he thinks mm-hmm. he's uh he gets to what he thinks is faith's room and there's an envelope in it with his name on it and this is getting to be a fucking thing you know it's really really starting to get on his nerves a bit meanwhile outside Maze is being chased by those two cop assholes that kill jericho one 
Yep. So and they're back in full to... uniform this time. Oh, they're full uniform. Yeah, they're, well, they're actually clocked in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the cops are you know clocked in at this point though. The streets yeah, are yeah, insane. Yeah. This, there are this... so many fucking people in this movie. Yeah, like okay. I, we need to well, talk about this. So, is this just here, footage here's... from another New Year's Eve party? No. Like, no. because this I have is... no idea how they had so many downtown street blocks in LA flooded with people. This is so fucking cool. In the uh, insert for the DVD, okay. Production notes. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> So I'm going to skip it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it says Strange Days was released in 1995. This will get to it, but there's there's some other cool stuff in here. Um, it was up to production designer Lily Kilvert, an Academy Award nominee for Legends of the Fall, and her staff to create a future Los Angeles that was approximately 48 car payments away. That's so good. I just love that line. Anyway, <laughs> quote, Highways, buildings, and even car design aren't going to change that radically in four to five years, explained Kilbert. What is going to change are the small things like telephones and computers. Our focus was on the details. Fucking nailed it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Kilbert went on to say, one of the decisions we made was to translate wealth into space. Space is all there is left to buy, really. The biggest challenge, however, was the end of Millennium Party. The script read, quote, in all caps, it is the mother of all parties. There must be 100,000 people jamming the closed streets of downtown LA. Holy shit. (laughs) To create this party, four city blocks were closed off near the world-famous Bonaventure Hotel. Kilbert designed designed these uh, Millennium banners that were hung from the lampposts. Stages were erected. Two stadium-sized video screens were trucked in to show celebrations around the globe as the new century marches across the time zones. Unable to afford ten to 12,000 extras, quote, through the efforts of event promoters and extras casting, we came up with a plan to organize a concert, said producer Stephen Charles Jeff. Well, <laughs> the, quote, Millennium event was advertised in print and on local radio stations and attracted Angelinos from all walks of life. Live music kept the energy high while the production raffled off trips to Hawaii and other door prizes. It turned into an incredible celebration. Yeah, no shit. Uh, um, fucking Doc Martin DJed at that. Aphex Twin played at that. Like, uh, what? Unreal. I mean, dude, man. it was and like, like legit. <laughs> I, I just, they gave away trips to Hawaii man. as door prizes. <laughs> How did they like get they the just, budget for this? I mean, obviously they didn't. If they make, they let a fucking. They got the license for some motherfucker to throw a rave. That's it. <laughs> fucking Aphex Twins. Like we see yeah. Skunk Anazi play in full makeup, yeah. and like we get that. Yeah. But, like all these other fuckers are playing. It's like what also, the fuck. I like. Don't we see like two uh, theme like black female led punk bands? Yeah, uh, that's like uh, you don't see them. that. What what the other one was? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the other one. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lady Miss Kier played at this fucking. Oh, thing. okay. Like D Light was there and shit. You know, oh. like it, yeah. So like they they didn't budget it. They just said, hey, you guys are gonna throw a party and then we're just gonna film while you guys do this fucking thing, giant thing for us. And then that's how they did it. That that one amazing shot down into the square is legit. Like then none of that's God, effects. That's, wow. Yeah, they, that's this movie did some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No kidding! Wow. So, oh. all right. So, now so we know how they made this crowd. These two fucking pigs are chasing Mace through this crowd, mm-hmm. and we keep cutting back to that, and we keep cutting to Lenny, who's got the trodes on, and he's watching right. this conveniently placed clip that, mm-hmm. that that he's now watching. 
and, and it's, it is, it's like similar to the iris it, clip. Yeah, it's you know? set up mm-hmm. like the iris clip. So he's it, having a he's breaking he's into having the a apartment. huge reaction. Yeah, yeah he's not yeah. okay with this. Yeah, he's not okay with this at, but at all. The, at the end of it, because you know they do the no no no, no. Well, well, he hold on, it off. Wait, wait, wait. See, okay. Lenny, Lenny, he he pulls off the the mm-hmm. clip before it finishes. He sees a body in the room and he thinks it's it's you know Faith, but then he pulls the the sheet off and it's Philo and he's like just fried. You know he doesn't know it, but he's just fucking burnt. Um, so like Lenny then finishes watching the video and finds out like, so basically what's happening is, is, uh, Juliette Lewis is being tied to a bed and blindfolded and choked, but it turns out like, it's kind of an arrangement. Like she's fucking the guy. She knows the guy and she's okay with it. And then you find out it's fucking Max because he looks over into the mirror again. No idea how they did it. Incredible shot. Like, no I don't idea. Fucking mm-hmm. pull this off. Yep. And, and Max is a piece of shit. So Philo walks in like he's the biggest. He's like, no, 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 Max walks in. No, because Philo's, no, no. Philo's brain. Oh, Matt, no, 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 no. Oh, that's right. No, no, no. This is in the flashback. He's oh, still yeah, watching yeah, the yeah, flashback. Yeah, yeah. So he goes back to so the flashback after he, he finds, finds out Philo's body. Right. After he finds Philo's mm, body. He okay. finds out like this is where he finds out like Max is the one who's been fucking everything up and has almost nothing to do with the Jericho one thing. But this comes up in um, one of the most edited pieces of fucking talking i've ever yeah, seen in my life yeah. but i mean we'll it, get to that um that's obviously walks in and max that well it is like yeah mm-hmm. making it all look all spliced up uh just tries to drive home like how uh it's a lot fucked of the fucking, head this guy is well it's a lot of exposition too man it's like, yeah. he's like talking yeah. for like two minutes yeah. you know it's like crazy but uh this is how lenny finds out that max is colorblind um you know, because Philo Philo comes in and Max scrambles his brains. He's like, "I got to do a poach job." I was like, "Ooh, that's good." Yeah. And basically, so you find out that he did that to Tick earlier. You know, like he there's a there's just just a shitload of exposition that I just didn't even write down because basically it turns out that Philo hired Max to kill Iris, and now Max is going to pin it on Lenny. Suddenly, yeah. mastermind. You know, like yeah, yeah. Like it just it feels like a hell of a turn. Yeah. Um, but it works. Like it's, it still yeah. works because there's this big old fucking fist fight. It's one of my favorite moments in the movie. Like faith, even for some reason, suddenly has a change of heart. She, like, she didn't want Lenny to, to be killed. Is right. what I've gathered. She was That's okay like, with everyone else getting fucking off, even her, her former best friend, Iris. But yeah, like, I don't this think is a little she, too close. To yeah. Her. Which is like, but she's still like a piece of shit for doing like supported yeah. like, being basically a part of this gigantic fucking scheme. But oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have a fight. And here's the other thing. Even when Mace is like being the shit out of people, violence is not glorified in this film. It just happens really fast. This fight yeah. scene is is not necessarily long, but in some ways it is uncomfortable because it is a brutal fight scene because Lenny is not good at this. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, neither of them really. No. But like, that's the thing. They're like two old buds. And they're just like, oh, I'm going to swing and you're going to swing. But they like fall through a fucking glass table. There's like a gun involved that gets kicked around. And then Lenny is literally stabbed in the back. Oh, well, my favorite bit is like, so face like pulls off his hairdo and it's a squid wig. And that's the most shocking thing in the scene. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They just records everything. Yeah. It's like well, we got bald fucking Sizemore. What the fuck is going on? Like I was more shocked at that than the revelation, you know, that he's the bad guy. 
But then Max Max pulls out a knife that actually fucking glints. Like when he pulls it, there's like a little ting. Yep. I that might be the only CGI in the movie. I don't know. But uh <laughs> But Lenny, yeah, you're right. He gets literally stabbed in the back. It's like, could you lay it on any thicker? Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. And then they fight some more, and then they get out to the balcony. And, like, Max goes over the edge, but he's holding on to Lenny's giant-ass tie. When I say big-ass tie, I think I mentioned it earlier. They're wide. They're, like, half the width of his torso. Like, it's really (laughs) fucking ridiculous. And he's holding on. He's like, I'm going to take you with me. And then Lenny pulls the knife out of his back and cuts the tie. Max falls to his death, landing on a Fox News truck. (laughs) I kind of loved it. It The fall is realistic as shit, except for the fact that in two frames, you can see the the cable. (laughs) So, well, you know, I, I, yeah, I I rewound it to make sure, but I was like, you know what? This thing does everything else right. It gives a fuck. Um, so now we cut back to like, who gives a shit about this? The cops are chasing Mace, man. Oh my God. This fucking, these fucking guys. Okay. They're chasing Mace through this, the party of of the fucking millennium. Because and, it's easy to track people in a crowd of that size. Oh, I don't yeah, know, we, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents mm-hmm. in a half-empty fucking mall before. I don't know how this works. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> they're chasing none of these people are taller than anyone around them. No. You know, like <laughs> they're chasing them. Oh they pull their gun. The, it, what was his name? Stuckless Strickland. Stuckland. Uh, I just got D'Onofrio and Victor, man. Because D'Onofrio, just, yeah, D'Onofrio. Yeah. He pulls his gun out in a crowd and starts firing into the crowd to try and get at Mace. Mm-hmm. And just shoot people, I, just shooting Which, people trying to yeah, shoot this one person. Right. Sure seemed outlandish at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's why I was watching this, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, at the time, I'm sure they're like that would well, never happen. Now it's like it should huh. be pointed out that riots are still like somehow going on concurrently with the party of the millennium. So, uh, right. so it's like right. one block will be you know rave, and then the next block will be people burning cars and shit. So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't a burning car on stage. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, they could like get away with this kind of because there is cover. But like, the point is, it's like, man, I had to rewind this scene and watch it again. Yeah, because they're firing at her. She manages. They're firing at her, and they she gets to the to the uh, the sound stage where the, like the bands are playing, right. and. Oh. Do you remember like how she managed to like, basically sneak up on this fucker because it's a huge crowd and she somehow gets behind him. She I think beat, there was like she, a lighting rig or something going on. I don't yeah, remember like she, either. She punches, yeah. she beats the shit. I, <clears throat> she she beats, beats the shit out of D'Onofrio. She beats the shit out of D'Onofrio. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, with his own it? billy club, I think. Yeah. yeah she gets yeah. his baton out of, out, she gets like the ton for the baton out of his hand and beats the shit out of him with it. Gets him into chokehold pulls the taser out his taser from his belt and tases the other guy and i rewound and watched that scene twice it's it's a beautiful scene to see a cop get tased and just saying it's it's amazing she leans into it too like she fucking leans on that goddamn trigger on the taser yeah oh she's fucking his ass like it's not a quick it's more like a nah shake for me you know like It's pretty dope. It's, it's a great moment. And then she's oh. just pissed and she's cuffing them together. She cuffs the cops again. and then cuffs them to the lighting oh. room. It's beautiful to see. It's incredible. And they're pissed because they're like, they they see what's going on. Like, they're yeah. getting well, handcuffed. Not, yeah, he's he's like just still kind of like, what the fuck? You know, like, getting handcuffed with his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
D'Onofrio's turning into private Joker here. You know, like he's, he's getting all like, using the shit. yeah. But then, like, uh, the riot cops show up, and then they choke her, throw her to the ground, and beat her in a manner very similar to the Rodney King. Mm -hmm. You know? And all all while the the other cops are releasing D'Onofrio and Victor. And then, in what is probably my favorite moment of this whole bit, this little little black kid jumps on the cop's back, and then just all hell breaks loose. He's like, leave her alone. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. leave her alone. Yeah. And like everyone just like leans into the cops and like they beat the shit out of the cops. You they see more- stomp them. They, like, yeah, they, they, people are getting they stomp the shit they out. They beat them. the shit out of these armored cops. One of them holds up his riot helmet like a trophy, like ah like it's fucking <laughs> I love it. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. And then more cops and troops arrive. But Mace, Mace is still on the ground. And like it's weird because when the cops show up, they're kind of clearing the circle around her. So it's basically just her and a bunch of confetti in these beautiful moments where she's hurt but like the confetti's swirling up and the light is just right you know and there's like a helicopter overhead that's kicking up this wind and stuff and it's just these beautiful moments and um then uh you know more cops and troops arrive mace is still on the ground and then out of nowhere fucking police commissioner strickland finds his way to this exact spot in this crowd of 100,000 people to arrest the cops that murdered Jericho one. He now this, I have a couple, I got a lot of problems with this, but like with this one, I have thoughts. Yeah. He shows the, the, the disc. First of all, he shows the clip disc, which means he watched it, which means he, he participated in felonious behavior, which is kind of fucked up. Well, that's not felonious behavior because that's that's police evidence, right? And I guess, uh, but and like, made with an illegal, made with an illegal device. Yeah, does the cop need to do crack to arrest crack people? Like, I mean, I, I mean, don't understand. Should, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but then the, this is this is my this is the best. So then Victor gets loose. Oh god, he's, fucking! He's not having it. And he grabs the gun and he starts like fucking aiming it at people and nobody does anything. Yeah, he grabs a gun out of one of the SWAT officers' belt because yeah. that's a thing you could apparently do. And oh yeah, it's easy. He's like, split. Yeah, he's like back the fuck off, back and they're freaking out. Then he opens his mouth real wide and puts aims the gun. His buddy's like, no, and blows his fucking brains out. And then the blood goes all over D'Onofrio's yep. face. So like <laughs> And he's really torn up about it. It's yeah. like he yeah. goes to his body and more because, like, you know, I guess you know, I mean, it, it hurts. It hurts to learn it was a racist buddy, man. <laughs> he's in that big clown, that big uh, clan rally in hell. Uh, he's He's got to, you know, and then he's still fucking handcuffed to him. So he yeah, stands incredible. And he's like lurching and this dragging like, Victor's body with him. Definitely like the most theatrical moment of the entire oh, movie. It's, uh, like, it's a, oh, it's incredible. <laughs> in this moment. Really yeah. is. He's I fucking, fucking love him funny. anyway, but oh, man. he's he is he owning just, this. Like a lesser actor could not have done what he did here. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is just radiating. Most of them are lesser rage. actors in this moment. You know, oh, he's just dragging this guy. He's got the blood on his face. He's he's got that looking up under his fucking eyebrows kind of thing where he's like his nose is down, but his eyes are looking right at him. And he's just coming toward him. And he's got a gun. And it's really interesting because like Victor raised a gun and he's aiming at people. And nobody did anything, but here they don't do anything until he raises a gun. And then every cop in the fucking has a gun in this circle just opens fire on. Well, hold on. He, he drags his body. He's aiming the gun at everyone. He's aiming it specifically at Mace. He calls yeah. her the N word. Yeah. And it's the only one we get in the whole film. And it's, it's important because it's this guy's a piece of racist piece of shit and totally. something that'll never happen in a million years the cops fuck ventilate him 
like really 100%. lean into him. It'll never happen. It was a great scene. Great. I like to think about it, but I'm like, it'll never happen. And the cops, and I really appreciated this. We go into the faces of some of the riot cops and they're all like, holy shit, we just shot another cop. Yeah. Like they have that look in them. Like they're like, what do we just do? Holy fuck. Well, you did what you had to do. Nice yeah. and tidy. Nice and tidy. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, then we get to uh, the, this one fucking, the, the commissioner comes back up and he's like, go get looked at. You know, like, go, go, go get looked at. Go get some medical attention. Yeah. Do you need medical and, attention? And, like, they get the medics in, they, uh, yeah. yeah. Catch up. And I think these guys might have actually been like medics on site. You know what I mean? Because, like, the guy delivers that, mm-hmm. he's got that tone that's just so flat. He's like, uh, okay, are you hurt anywhere else? Uh, are you able to this? Blah blah blah. Take your shirt off. Uh, okay, like yeah, he really. You, he was, yeah, that's why I'm like, is, he was like super thorough. Mm-hmm. A piece of absolute. And then uh, that's pretty much it. Like Lenny, uh, it looks like they're gonna get separated, and it looks like uh, Lenny's basically gonna get into a thing, and then Mace is gonna get into a thing, and they're gonna go. Yeah, it's like what's do whatever happen? they gotta do, but mm-hmm. no. Lenny runs back to Mace. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, fucking pulls her out of the car, and finally they kiss to a Lori Carson song, which is awesome as shit. So uh, that's that's the movie. Credits roll. Then you get that. It was it was yeah. It was like it was. I know it's not weird to have like an interracial kiss nowadays, but I'm like I remember this one thing that happened in like one of the Will Smith Netflix films that was really bad. Yeah, yeah, like he yeah. had like a white wife, and people were like losing their shit. And so that made me think of this because I'm like, yeah, fuck you. It's like, here's an interracial kiss and this beautiful fucking thing that gets that happened, you know? Yeah. And it's great to see, but it's like you never see that. You really don't. Yeah, no. I mean, and it, it, the thing about it was it wasn't the point of the movie. No. What the thing is that made it really good was that, like, you could tell that they had established a friendship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had a relationship. They've known each other and stuff like that. It wasn't, and not to say that it's like, it wasn't a big deal, man. Fucking Shatner had already kissed a woman of color on a Star Trek episode by now. You know? Exactly. Like yeah. But it's, years it, and years before. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't happen. But it wasn't, it wasn't Oscar bait. Like the way they always try to make yeah. it in movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, I have, well, I have some thoughts. We've, we, we've, we've lost shadow link. Yeah. So I'm going to take this opportunity to put a, uh, we're, we're going to take a pause. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. All right, and as you can tell by the edit and sound effect, um, we had to stop recording yesterday because we found out that, you know, Shadow Link was um, selling bad clips and then they raided his apartment. And then they ended up taking um, his rig. Yeah. So yeah. he couldn't watch anymore. <laughs> and it was getting to be a problem anyway. I got to say, man, you know, at first I thought you just disconnected because you needed to get back to water skiing. But well, okay. um, I mean, <laughs> let, let me explain. Okay. I mean, okay. I, please do. I might have a slight problem. I, I was wired while we were, uh, recording yesterday so um oh, I don't know. oh good did good. they um, i'm freaking out man is are, are they tracking me or something i man hmm. i mean Someone's, as long as you don't connect it to bluetooth yeah um <laughs> I, well it's a fucking wireless device dude <laughs> it's a wireless device so 
anyway, we're back at full strength for now. Um, you know, I can't, I can't see them, so I don't know what they're doing over there. We're to here. The, to the we're, north and the west of me. We're recording. But, uh, we're recording we are, all of this. We are going to give a little assessment, talk about a few things in the movie that, uh, you know, we liked, did like uh, so much. Oh, there's so much. I, well, there wasn't that much of a, there's nothing to hate. You know, no, it was, there really yeah. isn't. it's kind of like my, my biggest issue is like that whole last act is just, it feels a bit rushed and I get why yeah. I get that you're filming in a giant concert festival setting. And you've got a diversity of music from like Testament to, you know, thrash metal <laughs> to like Apex Twin. You mean the riot like, that they constructed? Yes. <laughs> the, the potential riot. Yes. The the 100,000 people that yeah, like, possibly yeah, yeah. could have done a bunch of L.A. drugs had, and decided to be like. That filming just had to be chaos. And I, I, yeah. I can't imagine how like. How did they like how they said the it? Logistics. Well, yeah. Uh, and did they set it up so that they filmed the parts with the burning cars and shit separately yeah, yeah. and in the skyscraper or what? I don't know, but it's probably, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, you know, all of that stuff is real. Yeah. Like I, I don't, there's no like CGI in this movie that I could tell. I mean, I, I think there is a, a thing or two. Cause there is like in the credits, there's a visual effects, like it's Lightstorm entertainment, you know, yeah. like we've already seen, but I don't think it was to the level of like what Fincher's doing today you know, on like mind hunter where you don't even realize he's doing it and he's doing it literally all over the fucking screen. Yeah. That was really impressive actually. Oh, but this is, this is not that this is is not actual practical effects. Like, but it's probably like some minor stuff we don't even notice or like maybe we do. And it's just so obvious that. Yeah. I mean, they did it. They did it. Well, I said, yeah, Yeah, they did do it well, but yeah, it's there's, I got me some thoughts about the old white guy coming to save the day. And <laughs> he comes out of nowhere. He just, yeah, he just comes out of fucking nowhere. Day is ex machina. Yeah, uh, it's really like overly optimistic because it's like the last time we see the police commissioner, he's taking a piss in the bathroom. And then later, Mace gets a shake. he doesn't seem impressed. He's no, just like, kick her out. Yeah, yeah kick I her mean, out. But apparently she left the stuff there. And it's he... Supposed to build some sort of suspense, I think. Because uh, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what he's doing. And that's kind of in the back of your mind, but then you get distracted by everything else. So yeah, he comes yeah. out of no he does come out of nowhere and it's meant to be a surprise, but I don't know if that was the best choice. I don't know how they fucking found her. Yeah. Like I've I've been to festivals, you know, and with cell phones. And, and you fucking can't find a motherfucker for an hour. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, it's just how it is, you know? And this is like a city, so everything looks kind oh, of the same ish. There are cops everywhere. Everywhere so, and military and tanks. Yeah. So I'm saying it's like the whole fucking thing pro- going on. They probably are, you know, correlating with this kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. It's mm. it but is I mean, problematic, you know, and, and I, though. I am willing to bet too that some of those are like actual. You know what I mean? Like it, oh it really, yeah, the medics were definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. Those medics felt like medics. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. It was a really interesting, like, this, here's the thing. I'm complaining about an ending to a movie that is actually, it ties everything up. Yeah. The problem is, is that it ties everything up so quickly. Because I we think, spend yeah. all of this time with, like, the idea of these clips. It, it takes a long time to figure out that, like, Jericho 1 was murdered by cops. Like, you can kind of piece it together, but it's not really, you don't see the bad cops that often. You know what I mean? Like, they're not really, they just show up to, like, chase somebody here and there yeah. uh, it's 
and that's again not a problem i think it's set up very nicely but it's just when you get to the the whole end of the film it's basically as soon as you see angela bassett in that dress the thing kind of goes a little off the rails (laughs) (laughs) it's fine i ain't i ain't complaining but i'm just saying like (laughs) it feels rushed it feels like they did they have a limited amount of time to film during this you know giant concert festival riot i don't yeah i don't think that they should have filmed the ending at the festival but i think that they (laughs) wanted to have that big you know hollywood ending I don't know, man. If you just like throw the cash to like organize a gigantic fucking rave, I'd film the ending there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? They, they dragged it out to the kiss for so fucking long. Yeah. Like this was the moment where it slows down and it's just like, but, uh, but we just had like Max Motormouth all this exposition to us with some of the most violent cuts outside of a born identity movie. Yeah. I, I'm still, my mind is still kind of, sh- I, I, I watched that and I was like, it's this, I don't understand why, like he's doing a good job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't need to, he's not Halle Berry playing basketball and, and Catwoman. You know what I mean? Like this is, yeah, oh wow. That, hmm. You know? Yeah. Also like, who'd you say the um, police commissioner was based off of? <laughs> Daryl Gates. Which is very unfortunate. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's uh I mean that's in an IMDB trivia bit, so I'm not like shout out to that being true or anything, but you know, it uh, you kind of see it, but he's yeah. not given enough to do to seem like him at all. He's just no. a tall shut mouthed, intense faced looking commissioner who's trying to do the right thing in a burning city. Yeah. I know it's but I mean that, that's the dynamic that rings it really hits differently now. Because like yeah, back then, you'd be like, like, yeah. But back then, it's like, oh man, these are two rogue cops, man. And now we're like, mm, the percentage is slightly higher. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's like we're we're little. Our opinion, our views of the film are a little different because we're watching it today as opposed to when it first came out. Because like, yeah, I'm sure everyone would have been like, oh, that's something that would be unlikely. Meanwhile, it's like it's probably always been like that. Yeah, yeah. and well, it's it's literally, it literally has been. I mean, it's, it's like. like literally history really all it is at the end i mean we just see the cops getting arrested we don't see the trial so right yeah right and here at least straight up shot them yeah like because that and that's a weird moment you know because you're like any other movie they would have brought them in especially nowadays nowadays you always want to go to trial you want the hand of justice to work and then you know Fuck that! You've been D'Onofrio off. You fuck. You have D'Onofrio playing a maniac. No, no, he dies at the end. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really real weird too, because like you know, he kills himself at the end of the first half of Full Metal Jacket, like the yeah that that, that whole bit, and in this one, Fichtner does it, and he drags Fichtner's body, and it's just like I'm like, well, that's a really interesting choice, you know? Like, huh. it, it's a very Maybe he didn't want to do it again. Makes sense. I understand that. Um, it's an amazing image. If you yeah. pause it, like, boy, you know, that, that's like a comic book, you know, frame. Well, that's the other thing. Oh, my thing. God, it really is. I didn't think of that. Like, it really is like this overly dramatic. Oh, it's got blood on the face. Yeah, it's all messed up, dragging this body, all this fucking confetti everywhere. Like, visually, man, visually, this movie has a lot going for it. It's incredible. It's, yeah. It's that's see like that's some of the good shit about it is that it is 
consistent. It feels like a lived in world. It feels like things are used here. It's not just prop after prop after prop. In fact, one of the props is a plot point and it works. It, one of the rare instances where that's a thing, you know what I mean? You know, sometimes it's always like, oh, I got a super suit and that lets me do stuff. This this was just like, nah, people get fucked up on this thing. And it makes sense. There's other movies. There are other movies that have tried to do stuff like this um, that I can't think of. <laughs> I think, cool. I think the, um, I don't know. It's, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's, it's strange knowing that I'm living in the world of strange days. Um, <laughs> right. That's uh, a song title. Yeah. Right. Um, because, I mean, the one thing that this m- movie didn't really anticipate technology-wise was, you know, the internet. This is It's like it takes place in an right. alternate universe where people developed mm-hmm. virtual reality technology like much more quickly than they did the internet. Um, right. Yeah. And you because... know what? That actually, I can I can see the thinking in that though, because you would think that a standalone unit would be easier to develop and market. Because, like, yeah. first of all, these things are illegal. Who the fuck's manufacturing them? And yeah. Buying them? Yeah. Well, you know. But anyway, the other thing is, you know, they're imported. They're snuck into the country. It would be like a good answer for that because yeah. they're clearly coming from Japan. Yeah. Um. But like, the internet would be an infrastructure move. And back in the '90s, nobody was really thinking that government was going to be like doing anything. You know what I mean? They're like, oh yeah, they're just gonna pave roads here and there, fuck the bridges. We don't even know what this internet is or if it's gonna. It's a series of tubes. It's a series of tubes. How does it work? Yeah. Oh. So you know, but well, well this would movie. You, would you want this one movie. of these fucking things? Like that. That's the question. Like, would you want one? I would do nothing good with it. I would do yeah. no no good will come well, of me having it's these clear, things. It's clear that this is like the new heroin, essentially. Um, right. And, it's just porn. Yeah. porn plus. Well, it's, 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 porn, it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia porn, as a sickness. It's yeah. all these things just wrapped into one just giant fucked up ball of crazy. And yeah. yeah. I, but no, it, I'm I find Lenny at, at a very relatable character in a lot of ways yeah. because I mean I'm 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 a I smoke a lot of weed and uh, and um, I also have uh, borderline personality disorder so sometimes I'm not entirely sure what's real um, and that's not exactly the best combination and yeah and like. And also having borderline personality disorder, you find that you get hung up on things that happened in the past a lot, too. I have definitely gone through, like, really sad phases akin to Lenny's, uh, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I just, you know, jerking off sad while I'm high, you know, the internet porn. And that's, it's, not, there, it's not the same thing, but it's, like, fucking close enough. In a lot of ways, it's not the same yeah, thing so, as uh, as playback. It is, it is. but it's well, so, yeah, it's a, it's a because it's it's yeah. yeah, it stimulates the same senses in a lot of ways yeah. that you know watching fucking porn all day. Well, like or yeah, because we're doing, at that point doing, technology. You know, yeah. Oh and, yeah, no, it's on demand. Like yeah, and, and not for money. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. we don't have whatever we don't know, have it, like the, the internet exists now. We don't have like the haptics uh, sensors, or we can't 
perceive smell or taste through uh through recordings yet but not, i mean yeah, that's what i was gonna say yeah that's not preventing them from trying yeah, you know? like, yeah. i mean you don't even need to go that far to fool the meat of the human brain because even vr kind of like yeah you, f- you forget where you are a little bit and it's like and they have vr porn now so like you want to be in a first person view in a five way buddy we can do that like yeah. it's the closest i think i've ever come to this movie was playing like skyrim vr in a basement in the winter with a window open <laughs> and yeah man like that's enough i don't need to smell taste and fuck that like i'm cool this is cool like i just need a little bit of immersion i don't i need some new stuff yeah and like, that's, that's really... what makes that's what makes uh um the clips so dangerous is yeah because well, it's because it's not a it's not a really a curated like game it's not like a vr experience at all it's literally you're ripping like the sensory information from a chunk of a person's life yeah. and they they do a good job of really driving that home yeah. you know they have conversations about that like they 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 do this they walk this really razor fucking thin line that is like this is really cool but it's gonna fuck you up it's like whenever you meet somebody at a club and they're just like, hey, you know, like they're like, hey, do you want cocaine? And you go like, no, not really. I'm like, good, because that's not what this is. This is PRB 478-1, man. It's custom. I'm like, get the fuck away from me, dude. Like, I don't I'm not a, I'm not about to play that game tonight. You know? that's still, is that still a thing that happens in this day and age? Well, not now. I don't know, man. Not now because it's a plague. But I was yeah. thinking, I'm like, is that still a thing? And also like is it weirder now? Is it because we have like synthetic drugs now? It's like someone oh, yeah. come up to you and you're like, hey, we got cocaine. It's like, like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, but I mean, it's not cocaine. It's a uh, yada yada. What, what about like, remember bath salts and the dude eating people's faces? Like, that was incredible. Yeah. That was incredible. That was my favorite story. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say favorite. I I certainly, know, that, uh, that, that tickled me. That was incredible. Oh, I'm like, Florida wow, the world, we get to live Florida in an amazing, we get to live in an amazing world, guys. <laughs> it's spectacular yeah and this uh, and that brings back the the whole conversation that lenny has in the limo with mace talking about you know how he thinks that clips are safer you know and you know yeah and that and I mean, that he's got a point he's got a point because look at fucking last year look at the last four years mm-hmm. it's just been a giant shit show everybody i mean like yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be buying a clip of me walking through a crowd at the mall ever, though. Like, yeah. I, I just, I don't know, quarantine. Yeah, but some people would. Me. Yeah, that's the thing. What you just described, it like set off a little thing in my brain. It's like, man, when was the last time I did that? And like, no, I. And people would buy that, and that's the. Dude. It's what do you think video games are like? That that's what porn is like. That uh, it's all porn. Everything's porn. Your video games, <laughs> TV, it's all porn. Yeah, Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I guess, no, I, well, yeah. it's just all about stimulating that dopamine, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's so, yeah, it's it's just it's the pleasure. Yeah, and and, this is a good time to remind you to hit like and subscribe. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. but no, I mean, this movie, this movie didn't feel like 1999 to me this movie felt like 2020 the movie to me it really it's yeah it's it, so tough. well it it hits the spirit of the of last year in a lot of ways yeah. for me especially yeah. um yeah especially with people yeah. just walking around with fucking guns everywhere and just crazy amounts like, of oh man like 
No, not even just like the military street stuff, like the yeah. stuff that just happened over there in DC, yeah. where they're like fucking tear gassing people in front of a church for a fucking photo op with that yeah. dork. And then like, you know the fucking uh, January sixth riot. God damn. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like insane things are happening. <laughs> All seventy-eight hours of parlor videos just ran like two seconds through my whole head. Okay, imagine that, but it's through clips, and you get to actually yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there'd be a oh, market man. for that. Oh, there, there would be, be a market for that, for that actually. Mm-hmm. Oh my uh, god. Oh my god, you guys. Is that is that what actually <laughs> happened? <laughs> oh but, man. You know, not one of those motherfuckers had a three sixty camera. You know, no, yeah, like, that's. No. But no, you know, like the, I, I don't like to rewatch movies very often because there's always something else. You know what I mean? It's it's very, very rarely like it's very rare that I, I go back and I watch a movie like I did with like Mad Max when it released. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Fury Road was like a job I had twice a week for like six weeks. You know, like I just go see it, bring new people. But like typically I don't go back because I saw it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this was a really good instance of going back and watching a movie because I remember being excited for it. I remember having the soundtrack and playing the soundtrack. I remember um, working at a record store, taking the posters, taking the flats, putting them up, you know, in my room and shit. Like I was down. Like I liked the concept. I liked everything I was hearing about it. And the trailer was great. So I was like, somebody's fucking did it, you know, like, because we'd already seen some like hackery kind of movies. And this is the same year as all these other movies we've been talking about so far. This is still, this is 95. And of the four, this is the slickest one. Like, yep. Mm -hmm. It just, there's a level of uh, ability and vision here that is so coherent. It's also brave. Like it's like, it's really like the voyeurism scenes, the rape scene the at uh, the the racial the commentary like i thought oh, by, everything like, is just so by the yeah, 90s no, you know everybody thought that racism was dead and that's yeah. fucking stupid yeah. but yeah yeah like it, it it was brave enough to make the audience feel uncomfortable yeah in a lot of a lot of it too where i'm like i shouldn't be watching this but you know it's like when a movie's like oh man i shouldn't be watching this that's when it's like yeah no we're gonna we're gonna fuck with you a little bit like now this we're is... moving into some like uncharted territory exactly it's like but I mean, it's not even like this is again, this is the 90s, like a lot of movies that are popular that a lot of people see these days are typically fucking like some, you know, reboot or some superhero movie or something like that. In the 90s, there was a lot of nudity and a lot of sex going on, especially because it's a holdover from the 80s. It was trickling down a bit and they started shaming people at that time. Like if you like, a, you know, what happened with, say, Showgirls or what happened with yeah. um, uh, while uh, what the fuck was that? movie? Angel Heart, uh, you know, like they. They really like would come down on those people about that. So, I mean, what 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 year was it? Like the Janet Jackson fucking thing happened. You know, like there was still oh, this yeah. sort of, you know, like shaming thing that was really starting to double and triple down, um, like in this era as like say the religious right grew in power. Mm-hmm. And you know this this movie is kind of a holdout because they really did start transitioning more into like hero action kind of blase shoot a hundred bullets you know none of them land kind of bullshit from this point on. Um, and in terms of science fiction, we wouldn't, I don't think we'd get anything else like this good until the matrix. I mean, I, I think there were good movies in 96 to, you know, 98, yeah. but yeah, I don't no, think anything I mean, really. Yeah. This movie, this, this movie is just package. criminally underrated. I mean, I just, yeah. 
people more people need to know about this movie now and i hope i mean the 90s are coming back so hopefully maybe this will you know shuffle into the fray a little bit more but i'll be able to get a big tie it's gonna be amazing guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man i uh, mean yeah 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 this this movie should be talked about more at least yeah because it, acquire it. daring yeah yeah, yeah, it, it really is. It's and it's also like, especially considering that you know we're a cyberpunk podcast. This fucking fits the bill, man. Yeah. Like it's it hits every it has. It's almost like a it's almost like a like a, like a fucking Blade Runner like two years earlier kind of vibe. Kind of, you know, you could still see. It's not all fucking <laughs> steam and fog and giant buildings, yeah. you know, like kind of stuff. Yeah, and it, I it, love it. Fits in that kind of vibe. Yeah, but it's a little. It's a way more. Fa- it's faster. Like it's boy, does this movie move? Yeah, yeah. There's so much. Oh, there's so much that happens. Like you don't even know what the fuck is going on at first. Like which is great, you know. Like, but it does a great job of giving you the bits and pieces. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm amazed it held up this well. Yeah, I yeah, really am. Me too. It, I when I got it, I first uh, it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's so much. It's, I guess yeah. back on the subject what of other? voyeurism, there's a, there's another movie yeah. called the circle. Um, I, okay. You know, it's the Tom Hanks, That's Emma, Tom Watson, Hanks yeah. Emma Watson movie. Um, and it's, it's kind of a weird movie, but there's a part where Tom Hanks's character, you know, at, at one of his Ted talks makes a point to Emma Watson's character that his son has cerebral palsy so he's not able to uh uh move around and do other things mm-hmm. like that so you know the, the circle being a social network where everybody shares everything uh he wonders why other people will like if he questions emma watson about like a canoeing trip that she took without recording it and sharing it mm-hmm. and he was like, why would you deprive, you know, someone like my son of that experience? And I feel like that kind, I mean, it, the logic isn't quite sound, I don't think, but it does. Yeah, it's weird. But it does. It's like in a. But just think about how people act with social media nowadays, too. It's since it's recording. It's all appeal to narcissism. Yes. You know, yeah. like. It's not just voyeurism, it's exhibitionism as well. I mean, and that's, yeah. and you see that everywhere. Look what we're now. doing here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even wearing any clothes. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I feel you. you it, know, yeah. it, it's just, yeah, it just calls. We're in that world of that constantly. Yeah. You know, they're, they were still using TVs in the movie. You know what I mean? And they, they, they this this was a small percentage of people were actually like had access to these players for these you know, clip experiences and stuff. It, it wasn't, it wasn't as widespread a problem, which is basically why like the commissioner didn't straight up just arrest him the first time he saw him when he was going to pick up uh, the, the fare for mace. You know what I mean? Like, but then there's also that whole idea of, well, he's a white dude and they don't do that to white dudes. So and they have a history. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to just bust them or anything. Even though they did do that a lot more back in the day in the old movies, you know, reality did not line up with that. You'd have to watch a whole bunch of cops in order to, you know, the chub yeah. <laughs> in order to see that kind of happen yeah. or run, Ronnie run. Uh, anyway, but yeah, no, it's, it's an amazing movie. That's almost, it's, it's just hard to find 
the soundtrack is listed on on like the iTunes store, but it's only five of the songs. And you can't just download the whole thing. You have to get them individually if you want them. And because that's what I was doing, I'm like putting together a playlist, seeing if I can find any of these songs. And now I got to go to other means. Yeah. As uh, yeah. what's up, Peter Gabriel? <laughs> Come on, yeah, you man. have to like uh, discogs, I think, and try and find yeah. like the whole thing. I don't. I didn't look how much it was, but like, yeah, I have like forty percent of it. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. And I, I ain't feeling like playing the Marilyn Manson song. Fuck him. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I, no, I got that no. I got that testament song. It's shit's a fucking yeah. grinding. Testament song, go listen to Skunk Anansi. Anansi. They're, uh, they're so good. My god, they have they're so many they're albums. So good. They have like a bunch of albums. I'm oh, happy god. for them. I love that. Yeah. I thought well, I don't know if they're still around, but they got like five fucking six albums and shit. Oh, and god, like our greatest so hits. So good. And the greatest hits is where I had to go to get the fucking killer fucking selling Jesus. I couldn't <laughs> find it. It's not that's, on the soundtrack. Their song. other song is on the soundtrack. That song is not on the soundtrack. That's upsetting. That's a that's really insane. good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Good film. Seek it out. Watch yes. it. Enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of great people looking good and just oh, being... God, is there's so, so much... This movie <laughs> has swag. It is just so much swagger in this movie. It's amazing. Um and uh yeah it's an interesting little time capsule of uh like what 1995 thought 1999 would be like <laughs> just uh, and it, it was 20 years close. yeah but it really nailed 2020 yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it, really did. <laughs> <laughs> it really did it's it's a it's a smart piece there's a lot to glean from it and uh, a lot of conversations to be had around it and um you know yeah check it out enjoy it do it yeah. as for us we have a website. It is called Neon Dystopia at neondystopia.com, which is also at neondystopia.com on Twitter, right? And that's yes. where you'll be talking to scum. Yes, hello. Drop me a line. Um, and then there's their uh, at, at lowlifetha, and you'll be interacting with me. And um, I'm always happy to you know check my Twitter every three to five hours. and. <laughs> And uh, if you want to drop us a dollar, you can do that at patreon.com slash neon dystopia. Just a buck a month. Uh, we got some patches going out for the first, I think, 16 people. I don't remember. But the first pe- first few people who, you know, toss us a dollar. We got some cool leather patches for you. And mm-hmm. uh, what else? Yeah, oh, and Javelink has a new article up on the website. Check that oh, God, out. Yes. Cyber Billy, How to Survive in a Rural Wasteland, I believe the title was. Yeah. And uh, it's really good. It's about environmentalism and it's about not going insane in the country in a cyberpunk dystopia that you live in because you do. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Check it out. Check out all of our great writers on there. And uh, what else, guys? Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that's all our shouts. Oh, so and if you got anyone could like cut me some really cool clips and uh, just send them my way for reasons and, you know, and we could we could talk about, you know compensation and the experiences that i crave but yeah. yeah beyond that you know you know don't don't overdo the squids guys yeah no no he's back on the squids. learn learn from my mistakes guys yeah. and and don't, fucking don't. encrypt your shit I'm a quietly,